Peace, this is Jaguar Riola from that unstoppable cosmic force. What up? This is Native Threat from that KF clip. And you're listening to Step Off Radio, hip hop. That underground hip hop, fool. Debajo de la tierra. You know what it is. Welcome to another episode of Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine. We got a wonderful show for you guys today. We don't normally have a lot of repeat guests here on the podcast, but today we have some guests back from our very first pilot episode, Jaguar Ariola and Native Threat to talk about their latest EP, Soundable Weapon, which is out now on all major streaming platforms. Since we last had Jag and Threat on the show back in 2018, the duo better known collectively as Cosmic Force, has released several albums, Untamed, Unchained, and Ceremony on Concrete. Meanwhile, Jag has also released a solo project entitled Maria's Seed, which he came on the show to talk about last December. Today we're going to talk mostly about Sound of a Weapon, the content on that album, the growth of Cosmic Force over the past three years, but first we're going to hear some words from friends of the show. See you when we get back. Kiburasa. Powerful, persistent, and prolific. We are Perseverance Clothing. Look us up, www.perseveranceclothing.net. Shop now, you won't regret it. Y que iba la raza. Shout out to Step Off Magazine. Stay up, listen up. We are here. Much love. It goes without saying that indigenous communities are perhaps one if not the most marginalized of all communities in the Americas. As a result, although the genre has always functioned as a means to speak truth to power and lend a voice to those who feel they are voiceless, sadly it comes as no surprise that indigenous communities still find themselves largely underrepresented within hip-hop, arguably one of the most influential musical genres and far-reaching global cultural movements of the last 50 years. Challenging this notion, however, is Cosmic Force. A hip-hop duo comprised of MCs Jaguar Ariola and Native Threat who hail from the Inland Empire region of Southern California. Cosmic Force is a Chicano indigenous rap group whose core ethics are rooted in pro-Chicano philosophy, decolonization, fostering pan-indigenous unity across the American diaspora, and the vested interest of confronting and dismantling white supremacy in all of its forms through their music and activism. Known for their militant brand of socially conscious hip-hop, the duo have made their rounds in the underground hip-hop scene of LA and the Inland Empire for the past few years, catching the eye of some of the scene's heaviest hitters such as Tef Poe, Chino XL, and even underground heavyweight Immortal Technique. With politics still a rarity among Chicano hip-hop artists, 
Many artists have largely steered clear of politics and are routinely regulated in dated stereotypes and two-dimensional cliches. In addition, Cosmic Forces continued in the long tradition of conscious, politically engaged hip-hop and issued a blistering critique of the U.S. government, the criminal justice system, and worked to challenge the narratives that have been woven into the fabric of the United States history. As a result, Cosmic Forces become one of the few Chicano hip-hop groups to make politics and social consciousness a central component to their music, making the group among one of the most overtly political Chicano hip-hop groups currently in the genre. Actively challenging lies and misinformation that have been woven into the fabric of U.S. mythology and other Latin American nations through the Americas perpetuated under past colonialism. Since forming in 2017, Cosmic Force has garnered a loyal and dedicated following online, having quickly become one of the most prominent spiritual torchbearers as the forefront of indigenous resistance through music in the face of neocolonialism in the 21st century. During our talk on the show today, we catch up with Jack and Threat to discuss Cosmic Force's brand new EP, Sound of a Weapon. The growth of Cosmic Force four years later, making music in the age of COVID, and decolonization and indigenous resistance post-Trump and going into a Biden administration. To learn more about Cosmic Force's origins, you can listen to our very first pilot episode of Step Off Radio with Cosmic Force entitled, Kill the Colonizer Inside Your Mind. With that said, we are proud to present to you all our conversation with Jaguar and Native Threat of Cosmic Force. internets welcome to another fabulous episode of step off radio my guest on the show need no introduction but we're going to introduce him anyways because that's just the classy show that we are i want to welcome you guys back to the show our first inaugural guest here on step off radio it is the one and only native threat and jaguar Ariola from none other than cosmic force what's good brothers welcome back to the show what up what up peace thank you for having us once again. Oh, no, man, man, yeah. the pleasure is all ours. Brothers, thank you for coming back on the show. No. You know, how you guys been? Good. Maintaining. Maintaining. Surviving. Sure. Surviving, man. Nah, real shit. Thank you for having us on the platform. Uh, you know, Step Off Radio, for sure. Me and Threat, we always chop it up. We say one of the most professional podcast interviews we've ever been on, man. Y'all really know what you're doing, and we salute that and appreciate your content always. Appreciate it, brother. Much love. Likewise, you know, we love having you guys on the show. So, you know, man, so look, yo, let's get into it. You know, I know you guys have been on the show before, but just for our listeners out there that, you know, maybe haven't listened to that first episode or familiar with the guy's work, introduce yourself. Let our listeners who don't know, let them know what time it is. Tell the world who is Cosmic Force. No doubt. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. You don't mind, Threat. So I go by Jaguar Arriola. Uh, that's my stage name, my moniker. I'm a hip-hop artist, and I'm one half of Cosmic Force with my brother Native Threat. For me, Cosmic Force, you know, we we represent, um, you know, we're just two indigenous hip-hop artists and with a message of empowerment always, a message of empowerment, a message that's militant, and, you know, uh, um, a reminder that, you know, organic hip-hop from the heart still, you know, is still around, and you know, we're still here doing it straight from the heart, straight from the, the underground, below the surface, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, like my boy Jack said, my name is Native Threat. I'm the other half of Cosmic Force. Um, yeah, we're a hip-hop duo, indigenous artists, and just, you know, spitting empowerment, but also keeping it underground, you know, 
in hip hop always in that tradition of uh, being wordsmiths, right? And uh, just making, you know, we just love to make music. We love to make good quality music, but uh, with a mix a little bit of everything, right? Positive message, but also, you know, like y'all said, that militancy, you know, and also that spin that indigenous Chicano flavor that we come from, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, yo, that's what we're about. What up? No doubt. Man, so, you know, let's take it off from the beginning a little bit for the listeners to get them up to speed. Now, you guys started Cosmic Force back in 2017. And when you guys first came on the show, you guys had the first album out, War Cry. It just dropped a couple months prior. You know, since then, you guys have released three full-length projects. And, you know, now you guys got an EP out. Um, You know, you guys released Untamed Unchained, Ceremony on Concrete. Jag, you got the solo mixtape Maria C that just dropped, and now you guys have Sound of a Weapon, latest EP, which is personally one of my favorites, actually, but we'll get into that a little bit later. You know, but in the three years, you know, what's changed for you guys the most, you know, since we had you guys on the show? Because a lot has changed in the world since we last had y'all on here. No doubt. Go uh, go ahead, Threat. Oh, man, what's changed in those three, four years? Um, I want to say, you know, me and Jag, man, we, we put in work when it comes to the uh, live shows, you know what I'm saying? Even though this past year, because of, of the whole COVID, you know, that is a complete halt right now. But um, but before that, yo, we were putting in work when it comes to the shows, uh, you know, community organizing, fundraising shows, and even, like, some legit, like, we would go to, like, I know we did one, uh, we opened up for a reggae band in L.A., it was like a bar, like not even in our element, you know, but we're everywhere. We're, we're just trying to just, you know, yeah. on, you know what I mean? Paying our dues, you know what I mean? As a, as a duo, you know, doing that, we do this hip hop music. We're paying our dues and uh, putting on that live show and just getting our craft, you know, just honing in on that, you know what I mean? And also to just our sound too, you know, kind of figuring that out, you know what I mean? And um, uh, yeah, yo, that's what we've been, we've been on and also too you know not even the music we just i, I want to say our personal lives as well you know us walking this road that we are that we're on you know i feel like you know spiritually uh mentally that we're we're we, we've learned and grown a lot since that first interview you know what i mean aside from the music um just in our personal lives in our relations um yeah man, so i'll say that's that's what we've been well doubt um as far as uh, my response to that question is, as far as the music goes, man, we definitely leveled up. You know, we definitely leveled up. And um, I'll say that for myself in a, in a respectful and humble way. And I'll say that for Threat, too, man. Like, we, you know, we pushed each other. Um, you know, the lyrics, our skill, I feel like we, we've just been sharpening that that Obsidian Blade, you know, that Obsidian Arrow. We've, uh, the content is not the same as Warcry, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's still... Uh, militant uh pro empowerment pro indigenous but um i know for me um uh i make it an effort so back then it was like mostly like focusing on my people right like you know the the indigenous people of the of turtle island of abiyayala but now i feel like i'm moving in a direction where it's that for sure still that but now you know uh uh mention the tongan relatives the cambodian relatives Everyone else, you know, everyone else is not me, but we're connected to a global struggle. So definitely that in my lyrics, um, 
the production has leveled up 100% for sure. Being that, you know, on Warcry, we rapped over beats that weren't ours for the most part. We're definitely more uh, recognized, you know, by in community, you know, with, with and, and I say that like in, in, a, in a very, uh, uh, in a way where I'm damn, like we're proud of the work we've done, but we got more to do. We got more to do. We're recognized in a way that it's a, it's, a, it's an organic kind of respect and shit, because like Threat said, the shows we rock, man, they were, they were just community organizing uh, events, fundraisers. You know, we did do some hip hop shows, uh, all that. Um, uh, I remember we did Pomona. I think it was our first one. We did a couple colleges, Mount Sac, uh, Cal, Cal State Fullerton. Every, you know, from every corner, man, uh, in the hood and Riverside, right? Threat. Yeah, in Casablanca. Um, and I was about to say that first show we ever did in, in Pomona was actually for a high school. It was like a high school event, and they yeah. That was like, that was, you know, that's it for me. As that was my first show that I've done in a very long time, and it was just, it was just something because it was in front of the youth, you know. Um, it was beautiful, no doubt. Yeah, like um, our, uh, our, even our, um, our, our, our maturity. I know my maturity for sure. I'm, I'm a little bit older, you know. Three years is, is, is man, it's you know, it's three rotations around, around, you know, around the sun. So. It's a lot of time, man, to grow uh, both politically minded, like, you know, where I stand and shit. I've always stood on, you know, like, like, you know, we're against the establishment, you know, but just like I'm more like focused, like, OK, cool. Like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, seeing that Fred Hampton uh, documentary, man, like he he was uniting everybody, you know, and, you know, that's where that's where I know for sure I want to be. I want to unite. We want to be in the put a message out there where we unite all people. But yeah, man, like Thread said, not just in music, but in our personal lives, our personal endeavors, for sure. We, you know, we're we're in different spaces, for sure. Um, uh, in 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 the in the positive in the positive direction, undoubtedly. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I like how you mentioned that in your music. I definitely noticed that too. That there's much more of this global perspective in your music. Like you said, it's not just it's not just this pro Chicano indigenous perspective of native people to the Americas, but it's also this global perspective of other colonized people, whether it be Palestinians or Haitians, Cambodian brothers and sisters. Like you said, you know, there's this more pan-global tone to your music, which we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, man, you know, you guys, I've seen the growth in your music, not just production-wise, but like you said, content. But kind of leading in with that, you guys just released your latest project, Sound of a Weapon. It's the latest EP. It follows as a. It serves as a follow up to 2019's Ceremony on Concrete. You know, tell us a little bit of backstory about the inspiration behind this latest project because it really kind of comes off the heels of this one hell of a year from 2020. And I feel like this whole album is laced in those experiences to an extent. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this latest EP. Yo, man. Yeah. So crazy year that was 2020 you know um to me the thing about this this project is um at first it was not really something that we set like we're gonna do something uh more so because of the spaces that we were at so but it was it just came organically like once jags like we were just planning on doing like a couple of singles you know what i'm saying like another day right it was just a single but just like just naturally bro like the tracks just started coming and it was just like it was just very organic, and this year, just everything, bro, just everything politically, socially was going on, you know, even in a, you know, conscious perspective as well, you know what I mean, just, I want to say all of it, all of it was, uh, 
was what you know inspired us to, to do this you know what I mean and um and uh, but also too it's just very organic too we didn't it's not like we put like like we were set to just do this and we have to like nah it was just something that just came because originally it wasn't it was not a, a planned thing so I want to say yeah man just everything that's been going on from the presidential elections to just like you know just you know what's going on with these you know crazy right wingers and just like community organizing and just you know just everything 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 that's just been going going on uh, and still continuing to go on now you know that that's that was all that all played into that played a big big part in this in this project for sure yeah most definitely on my end uh i gotta say definitely thread took the lead as far as um coming up with a title for the project um you know, he ran it by me and just, you know, how we always do. We were in constant communication of what, you know, we're a duo, man. So this is two personalities, two spirits, uh, two uh, minds, you know, two ana- anatomies. So he ran he, everything we do before we move forward. We always run it by each other. So he actually uh, uh, said, you know, what do you think about Sound of a Weapon? So I was already sold. Like, that's ill. You know, I'm with that. I already know what the intention and the meaning is behind it. Same with the album art. The cover art, which big shout out to Thunder One and you know Threats Relative out there in uh, in the territory where he's in, um, she uh, vectored the art in. So you know, shout out to them. And yeah, so again, Thunder One did the art, and Threat already had like he had a, a, the idea of what he wanted. You know, he imagined it. And, you know, Thunder One just you know being the, the 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 ill artist that he is, he laid it all down for us. But definitely, I know we did have in mind, even though it was very organic and it came very natural, we weren't like, okay, we're going to do a project specifically about this, this, and that. Our minds are always going to be just, you know, firing, just dumping, you know, magazine after magazine, clip after clip against the system, against the establishment. And naturally, we're going to relate it to what's going on. But I know for sure, me and Threat, we had the idea of collabs. Got to have a collab, right? You know what I mean, Threat? Like, um, we're like, we, we want to have somebody on there or two people or three people. Um, and we did. So uh, for sure, the collabs and it just came natural, man. It came natural. Yeah. And then just to touch up on the, on the, I guess, on the uh, title of the project. So I came up with the, with the title because um, I was actually hearing uh, a podcast interview that uh, Immortal Technique was on and he was speaking on something. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. For like exactly what he said, he was speaking on something about like uh, victims, you know, right? Uh, uh, you know, he was talking about the whole Bambata situation of him, you know, having all these sexual fucking uh, assaults and rapes and shit that people came out, and uh, he was talking about how the kids, uh, you know, that 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 fought back, right? The kids that fought back, and it wasn't necessarily because they had the, you know, they picked up a knife or they picked up a gun. It was their voice, you know, the voice that's, you know, that's the weapon you standing up for yourself and, you know, making your voice be heard. Like that's the weapon. So that's why I got the sound of a weapon. Cause our weapon is, you know, our art, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. That's ill, man. You know, shout out to the brother immortal technique. Legend. Happy All late, time. happy belated birthday. <laughs> happy belated birthday to the boss, man. That's, that's a really a good person for sure. For sure. Man, so I, I love this theme that you guys say, like, you know, using 
music as a weapon, which of course you guys have done since the inception of Cosmic Force. You know, this has always been the precipice and the underpinning of you guys as a duo. Now, you guys already have, you guys have three full Cosmic Force albums under your belt. How does Sound of a Weapon differ from your past work? You know, what new material or concepts can fans expect to hear on this new EP that makes it stand apart from your your several past efforts? I want to say, like Jack pointed out, more collaborations. There's more collaborations that will be done. You know I mean? We got the Azomali, our brother Azomali, you know, our big bro uh, Elk going on there. Our brother uh, from uh, so-called Australia, uh, is it Dreaming Now? Dreaming now? Yeah, Dreaming Now. It's a good brother. We deep in these lost days, ways decay So it's strange if we get not Powered by the sacred flame to burn Open the case that they tried to arrange Have us trapped to collapse the range Where we levitate in the sacredness Far beyond the ways of modern day grace Where does us, they be the slaves Doomed in their own game, blinded in their own frame Some indigenous we stand to light up dim hallways Standing under created spirits' ways This is not a phase This is eternal force on elevation beyond the pain From your to your to the tongue we land and back again From land of the turtle, turtle honor we continue to remain fixed focus on objectives following ancestors ways still delivered every day across the mountains in the bay indigenous law keepers we should remain connected across the waters as it's always been always See that feature for Medicine Weapon, um, D-R-M-N-G-N-O-W. Uh, that's an acronym for Dreaming Now, and he's uh, indigenous from uh, so-called Australia, right? Yorta Yorta is his people. Well, go ahead, Threat. Go ahead, Finish. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say, yeah, man, it, it differs because we, you know, off top, we got more more, uh, more features, you know, uh, DJ Soulbuck on the cuts, DJ One. DJ one foot on the on the turntables as well, yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, I want to say, yes, uh, there's certain concepts, you know, that we did that we haven't done in the past, you know, um, like uh, the last track on the, on, the, on the project Perseverance, right? It gets a little bit more personal. Playing tricks on me, working tireless at this meat factory. Like, what is my worth? Having dreams of ending it all. Put myself in the dirt, consumed by the hurt. My pops kept me alive, fighting for his life. Yet, looking at my nine, contemplating suicide. Hopped up on pills, drunk as fuck. In the dark corner, now I'm stuck. Told Babyface, had a conversation with me, asking simply, What's up with the rap and stuff? Encouraging a couple weeks later, Jack called me up, said, What up? What a collab. I started with the rap Show me some beats In these moments Plant the seeds Months later Baby face pops Ascended to the spirit world Create a line On the red road Music healed my soul Journey on the road In the unknown Maintaining balance Spirit guide me close Connected through the cosmos On a mother nature That gives us life Banish fear from your life Prayers and action Through day and night
I want to say like that was one of the more personal tracks that we've done in a while. Because before that, I want to say the most personal we've done is probably Vintage, and that was in our uh, our second mixtape, uh, Untamed Unchained. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this one, we kind of dug a little deeper. The whole song was about you know what we were going through, and just a little bit more. You know, I was talking about mental health, and Jack was talking about his his struggles and what he was going through. The concept, the concepts. You know, we wanted to have a, a good balance of things, you know, because then we have uh, tracks like Another Day, right? It's just more more chill. Of course, we're still critical. We're still political and social about it, but it's less it's less uh, uh, intense. You know, it's just more awesome, more awesome chill shit, man, because sometimes it's like if all you get is punch you in the face music. It's like, man, because even me too, when I hear certain certain uh, certain artists and it's every every track is punch you in the face, fuck you, fuck you, punch you in the face. <laughs> It's just, it, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming at times. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we need that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for sure. I, I wanted to have a, I wanted to have a balance, a project. So I feel like the project was, was a balance, and it was just you know more conceptual with certain tracks. You know what I'm saying? And then there's also just some tracks like, uh, you know, there's just some tracks like a uh, Wendy Quadra, like we're just we just rapping, bro. Like just having fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Battle rapping. Yeah. 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 Um. I I agree with Thread, man. Just uh, it was um, it was different. Like the the concepts. I know one of my favorite concepts was um, doing the the joint with Dreaming Now. And shout out to Dreaming Now. That's a, a really good brother, man. He uh, he does a lot for his community out there, the Yorta Yorta people in Aboriginal so called Australia, right? And the concept behind that, I, I loved it because you know. Threat says, you know, we're never American, we're never Australian. Um, that's all, those are just two colonized identities imposed on us, right? And, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, animal relations from our homelands, right, which are the lobos, right, wolves, and the Tasmanian devils that are indigenous to Australia, right? So I mentioned that, and then, you know, Dreaming Now has the bars where he says, uh, from Yorta Yorta to Tongva land, you know, you know, we, you know, it's just, it's just this global track. And, uh, I think it would, it's gonna, it's do a, a good service to both of our peoples, both of our peoples who live under the colonial boot, right. Of, uh, you know, European, uh, yeah, terrorism, uh, you know, white terrorism, American terrorism, all that Australian terrorism. So doing that. And then Wendy Quadra too, man, like that's always fun, you know, um, doing, uh, like the collaborations that we do, with different relatives like DJ One Foot, DJ Soulbook, just reaching out—it's—it's a, it's a journey, man. Reaching out, like you know, because we're doing everything through email or phone call or whatever, and you know, it's a—it's a lot of work, a lot of labor that goes into it, man. You know, like a lot of uh, a lot of mixes and masters that we that we send back, you know, that we that we say, oh, you know, we'll tell our you know the the brother Infinity out of Philly who engineers most of our music, we say, you know what, can you do this? Can you tweak this up a bit? we're not in the studio with them physically the way other cats are, you know, they just tell their engineer, yo, can you bring the bomb down this, you know, do that. It's back and forth with emails and you can only say so much, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't like being in there. So we had a lot of fun, man. I had a, I had a lot of fun on Wendy Quadra, just like Threat. Threat killed that joint. Whoever's listening to this podcast, man, go, go check out Wendy Quadra. Oh, 
Kelly got gunplay. I got the the wow style. It's not a fucking game. I've always been a foul style. I'm going, I'm going with the grid. Grid up. Got shit like Kelly got gunplay. I got the the wow style. It's not a fucking game. I've always been a foul style. I'm going, I'm going with the grid. Grid up. Got shit. No rehearsal or recital. Yo no puedo ser cristiano. We now know the math. They enslaved us with a Bible. Quetzales, balas, and a burner in my briefcase. I'm flying to Guatemala. I promise I'll be safe. American promises are lies. American hostages are tied, but I'll trade them for Peruvian soles. We chose to walk with the huicholes. This anillo that I'm wearing is quechua cobre. Take my word for it. I traveled to Peru slanging mixtapes. I worked for it. 30,000 years I've lived here. These white people are foreign. We cannot be mestizos. Those are cash rules and cash rules. That's the reason that I'm flashing jewels like Boosie up in Baton Rouge. Crown me. I'm winning from the city that's windy in my county. Scouts is what I'm counting. How wide? Kelly got gunplay. I got the what the wow style. It's not a fucking game. I've always been a foul child. I'm going, going up the grid. Grid, grid, grid up. I got shit like Kelly got gunplay. I got the what the wow style. That's a that's a dope track right there. I I really really enjoyed doing that too. Definitely a highlight off the album, brothers. You know, I I love that joint on there. Appreciate it. You know, it kind kind of going off on that same line, Jag. You know, you guys working remotely with other artists. You know, whether it's DJs or producers or engineers, that isn't necessarily new for you guys. But something that was new. Is that threat? This past year, you relocated from the Inland Empire to Denver, Colorado, and this was the first project where you guys actually had to record your verses in different locations. You know, how was recording the EP remotely? How did that affect your writing process and the overall creative process from both of you that you had established over the years previously? You know, actually working in each other's space. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was different. It was different. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't too challenging, honestly, because um, you know me and Jag, you know, before we even get to the studio, even when I was in the IE, finally hit the studio and lay, lay it down, we would always just shoot verses back and forth, verses back and forth, right? So that wasn't no different, you know. You know, I just giving props to my boy Jag, you know, like um, I've every time we're in the studio together, I would try to give him advice and tips, you know, because I've been doing this for a while, you know what I mean, and uh, I always try to. You know, always try to like give my boy advice and stuff. And um, yo, like I don't have to do that here. Like maybe suggestions and things like that. But homie handled. You know what I mean? And he, he did his thing. And um, you know, it, it, it was of course it's different because like you said, even doing this interview right is not in person. The elements a little bit different. But you know what? This this uh, this project was just it was just so much fun. It was just so much fun in, in the creative process that that kind of like, it didn't really mean too much because even before that, me and Jack already were close homeboys. So we're always chopping it up damn near almost every other day or, or you know, something like that, especially in that time. So, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it was a little different, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad because, um, I, you know, I had confidence in, in Jag and he, he delivered, you know, he delivered and then he just inspired me. And the inspiration was just going. Once we got one track going, it was just like a fucking snowball effect, man. He just, just kept rolling. We'll shoot concepts back and forth, hear beats. What do you think? What do you think? 
boom. And it's just always, it's just very balanced between me and Jag. It's never no ego. It's just, you know, you feeling this, you're not feeling this, which one, you know what I mean? And we maneuver in a good way. You know, we have good communication and, um, you know, other than that, it, was, it wasn't really a big deal. You know, don't get me wrong. I do miss being in person, you know what I mean? Being there, laying the vocals down for my boy, fucking, you know, you shining in, you know. Um, but uh, I don't let that play too much of a big part in, in, the, in the process. Still having fun. Yeah, for sure, man. How about you, Jag? How, how about on your end? How was, the, how was the experience like going back and forth and doing this more remotely as opposed to collaborating in person with Threat? Uh, you know what? It was uh, to bounce off of what Threat said. Even when we were in person, it was dope because we would, um, you know, we can give each other feedback. Like he says, like he'll say, you know what, bro? Like do that shit. Do that same last four bars. Do them again. You know, put a little more energy into it. You know, like don't even look at your phone. Don't read it. Just memorize that shit. Say it off top of your, you know, off top of your dome, and it'll sound better. And 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 it would. Right or vice versa, you know, I'll be like, you know what, um, you know, whatever, whatever, any kind of advice musically. And like he says, you know, he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. So I always appreciate the game he gives me. And uh, but even when we were in person, we had complete opposite schedules, especially during that time doing Untamed Unchained and Ceremony on Concrete. Um, I was still involved in like other personal endeavors that I couldn't like uh, we couldn't commit to just linking up every day and recording, man, because, you know, he worked his specific shift. I worked my specific shift. And, um, however, though, we would plan, like, you know, all right, you know, this day we got to knock out two tracks or whatever, or we got to we gotta just hit the studio hard. And, uh, you know, and, and these these are home studios. You know, this, this is our own equipment at the end of the day. Um, so when I say hit the studio, I, I mean just we're underground, you know, super underground. Like, um, so it's, it's our own, it's our own stuff. And, um, but, you know, this time around, it was, you know, we just had to, we got to see, we got to see if we're really, if our chemistry is really that strong, man, that we don't, we're not together at all. You feel me? So besides for the music video, that, you know, by that point, the track is already set and all said and done. It's already, you know, been recorded. But um, I think it just showed um, we could do that, man. He could be, he could be in Tanzania and in, in South Africa. I could be in the Polynesian Islands. We can record a joint and make something special. You know, we're rocking and rolling. It's all good, you know? Oh, yeah, man. You know, it, if anything, it, it kind of sounds like, in a sense, this being apart in a way is almost a little bit liberating because you guys ha can work at your own speed and almost leisure in a sense, you know, because you guys do have, you know, different schedules and whatnot. No doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I, have, I have a mic set up. He has his set up. And, you know, I know for me, one of my favorite parts working with Thread is always like, you know, he says, oh, we, you know, when you're going to have those, when you're going to have your verse written to, um, you know, Wendy Quadra, uh, I'll say, you know, I'll have it, I'll have it by Thursday. I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway done. I'll shoot it to him. He shoots me his verse, whatever. That's one of my favorite parts, man. Like, real, real talk, just... It's like, I see it as like, as if we were two painters that collaborated, man. Like, and like, I'm like, oh, let me see, let me see your sketch of your art, the, this collab we're doing. And he shows me, I'm like, damn, it's going to be dope. You know, I can't wait to see this. So it's, a, uh, it's always inspiring, you know, working with somebody else. Um, cause we're a duo, man. Uh, I mean, Threat, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I remember any duos anytime we ever rock live. 
on any lineup we've ever been. There was groups. Sometimes it wouldn't be hip-hop. Sometimes it would be hip-hop. Of course, solo cats, duos, I can't even recall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's true. There's very, I want to say, yeah, very few, very few that I remember that were even, yeah, we're like the on, one of the only only cats, you know, really, on, on some duo, on some duo shit. And, um, and yeah, yo, but like, just to add on to what Jack said, it's like, getting those verses back and reading them, it's like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's really inspiring when I see Jack, I'm like, yo, I need to, I'm trying to spit, I'm trying to like, you know, we're trying to outshine each other. We're trying to outrun whatever we're trying to, whatever the obstacle is. We're always trying to give our best in a comp- in a friendly, competitive way to make the best, to make you know the, the best quality music lyrically. You know? Just to show my fan side a little bit, I love the duo element to you guys. You know, like you said, there's not that many groups or duos these days. You know, and you guys for sure are keeping that real hip hop shit alive. You know, from the production to getting DJs to do cuts on the tracks. You know, I love it, brothers. You know, <laughs> I, I love everything that you guys are doing right now. Oh, man, I appreciate it. And let me just take this moment and shout out, uh, the you know, the older homies, the big homies from El Vu. They're, uh, they're a trio, you know. Um, they do their thing. You know, we've rocked more than a couple uh, shows with them. Um, we have the Night of the Aztec Kings, which is one of my favorite uh uh, performances, right? Threat. I know you. I know we we did our shit that day. We even had victory on stage. We did that white guy Pudo joint live. That was special, man. That was a special Ooh. night for us for sure. That was a good show. Oh, you were there. That's right. Yeah, yeah you were there. there. Yeah, appreciate you coming out. You know, yo, appreciate you. Like a a thousand years ago, when we could still go out the shows and everything, right. <laughs> gather in groups. You know, but yo, but shout out to El Vu. You know, when things go back to normal, all you listeners out there, if you're in L.A., check them out. You know, yeah, yes, sir. You know, so uh, so kind of going off on the same line, you guys, every project you guys release, you guys up the ante with the beats. The production is insane on this one. Like I, man, like hats off to you and all the producers on this album, on, on this EP. Excuse me. You know, it's just um, you guys just really outdid yourselves on this one. Acosta, the man. Uh, Rojos, uh, you know. Listrado. Listrado. Uh, yeah, that's the brother from uh, the Amazon. He he has indigenous origins in the Brazilian Amazon forest. So that's a good dude, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, you know, like um, something I've really noticed is that, especially with this project, you guys have really seemed to have found your lane in regards to production that both of you guys are comfortable rapping over, you know, how did you guys find the sound that has kind of come to define cosmic force over the past four years? I don't exactly know how to put it into words, but you guys definitely have your footing where there is a specific kind of sound that you guys enjoy. Um, I want to say for myself, uh, I want to say a big part of finding that sound well, I think, first of all, me and Jack have very similar taste, you know, very similar taste. Um, so I think that plays a big part in it. And then also, too, I feel, so check it out. So Acosta the Man, I got a, I, I heard of him because of Jack, because Jack did his, when he dropped Maria C, he, uh, he produced, um, he produced a couple of joints on there. And I was like, oh shit, this, this dude's dope. And then, um, and also to the homie Lextrado, which I done, I've, he's produced for me a solo track uh, with 
the homeboy. And um, so it's crazy how it was kind of just like, yo, like they get us. We just vibe. They, their, their beats are just like sonically, they're just there. You know, I just feel like it's just like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but it came, I want to say it, it also to originated too from, from solo, from reaching out, doing our solo thing, whether it was Jag dropping his mixtape or me dropping a couple singles or some or whatever I was doing, you know what I'm saying? So, and also I just feel that sonic sound that me and Jack is just that we have similar taste, you know what I'm saying? We have similar taste and then we always come to a compromise. We're always willing to let go of the ego and just be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Or, cause you know, even Jag, even in, uh, I want to say this project in uh, sound of a weapon, there was certain, uh, I want to say there was, uh, I th- uh, there were certain tracks where he wasn't, he was feeling them, but not like, totally 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 feeling like that but i was like yo like you know what i mean this is this is a little different this is what we need you know what i'm saying and he was willing to make that compromise just like if he shoots me a beat and i'm not super duper feeling it but i'll still make that compromise because i'm like you know what this is this is also cosmic force is also jag you know what i'm saying so i always keep that in mind when it comes to this duo it's a balance of me and him that's why like even the track listing i always try to have it where it's, all right, there'll be one track where I'm first, the second track, he's first. And then, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, always trying to keep that balance. So I feel that just me and Jack just have, sonically, we're just very similar. And we always want to have a good balance. And we're, all, and we're also, we're willing to make a compromise. So that's just what makes our sound, yo. And then just, you know, Costa the Man and the homeboy, uh, Lixtrado and even Rojos, they just, they just got that. You know what I'm saying? They get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, I, I, I agree with Threat. You know, he, when, whenever we do, like, there, I remember, damn, I don't know if it was going to be for Ceremony on Concrete, but we had a, 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 I believe it was titled Dark West Coast Beat, right? And uh, it was one of our first throwaways, Threat, like, because I actually recorded a verse, but you couldn't seem to get inspired to, uh, you know, uh, rock it. Like, or, you know, you had lyrics written down. You actually had some dope-ass bars. I remember you had some uh, some real ill stuff, but you know what? Uh, Threat just said, you know what, bro? Like, I'm going to pass on this just rock that solo one day for a, for a tape or for, for some solo shit, you know, but I'm not really feeling it right now. And, and it's cool because, um, again, um, we do have similar tastes, but, uh, you know, we have very, very similar tastes when it comes to like the beat quality we like, we, you know, we, you know, we like nineties hip hop, you know, we like that old school of that boom bap. Um, and every, every, you know, every artist has their sound, every duo or, or, or group or whatever, they'll have their own thing. You know, cycle realm has their very a specific sound, uh, Cypress Hill, the Terror Squad, you know, you name it, right? Um, and when it comes to us, you know, we, uh, a lot of times, the, the way our sound comes about, it's very, uh, I want to say it's very, uh, it's what's accessible to us, right? Because sometimes we get gifted beats, right? We get mm-hmm. gifted beats um, all the time. You know, people reach out, say, you know, you know, are you down to jump on some stuff? And we'll, we'll say, you know what? That's not really our stilo. However, we might know some people that want to rock it, so much love. But um, again, uh, Acosta, uh, like, you know, two of those beats that were on this project, Acosta had gifted me those uh, beats some time back. And I was like, you know what, Threat, man? Like, I said we put, you know, we rock these on the project. And I actually sent Threat some of those beats. It was it was more than a few that Acosta hooked me up with. Acosta, the man, shout out to him. He's from Riverside. So he's from the Inland Empire, just like us, man. Like, much love to the bro. Yes, Very professional, you know, um, and again, um, I was like, you know what? And, you know, Threat was like, you know, I'm feeling that, that the one we did to Shine On and then the one we did to Buried with my Sholot, 
Um, and you know, those are those are dope. I, I love Barry with my solo too. You know, I, I really like that joint. So again, uh, like Thread says, uh, Listrado and the Cost of the Man, and we had Rojos on this. You know, they 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 got they they understood. You know what we're trying to do. So they picked up on the vibe, and you know, we 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 did we did our thing on this for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, I mean, because you guys definitely seem to be finding your specific sound over these past couple albums. I don't want to put any preconceived notions in the people's heads, but, you know, I could I can see different influences sonically-wise. I could, I could hear a little bit of Mortal Technique. I could hear a little bit of Jedi Mind. I could hear a little bit of Apathy. I can hear Buck Wild, you know, Public Enemy. I could hear bits and pieces here, but it all makes for a unique sound as uniquely cosmic force. And I don't know anybody else that is in your lane that's doing that same thing, you know? Yeah, and it's, it. it's just been incredible to see your guys' growth in that regard. And, um, you know, kind of, and going on to our next question, of course, production is only one side of the coin. You know, content obviously has to match the music as well. And, you know, even though we kind of went into this a little bit earlier, I kind of want to go a little bit more depth about how the events of 2020 shaped the sound and content of Sound of a Weapon. You know, 2020 was a year that will literally go down in history from the pandemic. The mystery virus started here in the city of Wuhan. Chinese authorities pinpointing its source to this food market. Dozens have been infected, but experts here believe the actual figure is closer to 1,700 cases. The president does intend to call a national emergency later today. NBC News uh, now reporting that uh, that will be a national emergency declaration. When you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, it's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. The toll is towering. Half a million American lives lost to COVID-19. More than on the battlefields of World War I, II, and Vietnam. To the murder of George Floyd and protest against police brutality in cities all throughout the country. It's disturbing new video, the last minutes of George Floyd's life, as witnesses desperately plead with cops to get off his neck. Here it is, there's the fire. It does appear that that fire is the police station. Uh, you can see this now, but you now see smoke billowing out of the police station. Miguel, let's see if we can just get on that angle. It looks like the police station is now having, has caught fire. There's a modern uh, sort of an addition to it over here, and there are flames coming out of it. The 3rd Precinct Minneapolis Police Station is now on fire, Brian. U.S. President Donald Trump has threatened to send in the military to put an end to the violence that's come alongside the protests sparked by the death of George Floyd in police custody. President Trump was speaking at the White House as police fired tear gas and rubber bullets to clear protesters nearby. WCCO. 
Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! Okay, 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 okay I'm good. Go, 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 go. All the way to the 2020 presidential election. Also learning more tonight about the 17-year-old from a neighboring state now accused of opening fire on protesters. Two were killed. Tonight, new details on the teenager investigators say showed up in Kenosha armed with a rifle and allegedly opened fire on demonstrators protesting the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Authorities arrested 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse in nearby Illinois for his alleged role in Tuesday's shootings, killing Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber and injuring Gage Grosskreutz. You have repeatedly we criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, you, you what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa. Twenty-nine days ago, on January sixth of twenty twenty-one. Insurrectionists attacked our capital, seeking to overturn the results of our nation's election. 29 days ago, the glass in and around this very chamber was shattered by gunshots, clubs, by individuals seeking to restrain and murder members of Congress, duly elected to carry out the duties of their office. Sadly, with little to no accountability for the bloodshed and trauma of the 6th, some are already demanding that we move on, or worse, attempting to minimize, discredit, or belittle the accounts of survivors. In doing so, they not only further harm those who were there that day and provide cover for those responsible, but they also send a tremendously damaging message that the way to deal with trauma, violence, and targeting is to paper it over, minimize it, and move and on. Move on. Move on. There is like no shortage of, of information or topics for a group like you guys to talk about, you know, at, at almost at any time, I feel like in like our lifetime. So how did this all factor into the creative writing process of this EP? Were you guys kind of already in the process of making this album when the year started or like, or did it factor in a little bit? It was only fuel to the fire, homie. Like, you know, um, what happened to the, our brother, uh, you know, Mr. George Floyd, rest in power, um, you know, to the pandemic, to the, you know, protests that were global, man. And, you know, and shout out to the to the black empowerment movement, you know, the, the movement of, of, of black people, not just in the, in the so-called United States, but the revolutionary, their revolutionary minds and their efforts and their endeavors, man. And all the people that are that are, you know, a part of the black power movement, black empowerment movement, you know, they made it. 
those uh those uh protests you know those world those worldwide actions man i want to i wouldn't even just say protests because some some people really got with the business and they did what they had to do you know and we support that one thousand percent all the time from what happened in minneapolis to every corner to the raza in in, in san jose which is a, a lonely territory you know doing their shit uniting with our black comrades you know handling business this was only fuel to the fire you know for our content man and and you no know, like you say though uh you know, Rob, uh, you, we, we don't, it, we could be rhyming under the Obama administration. We could be rhyming over the Nixon administration, Wh- whatever time in history, you know, we're going to have something to say because, you know, we're always, you know, as long as, you know, this, this illegitimate colony republic uh, exists, we're going to be under their boot, their colonial boot, you know, and, you know, so, but, but. You're right. It was. It was, it's a different ass time. You know, historic for sure. It's. It's gonna be in the history books. You know, it's gonna be all. You know, everywhere. There's gonna be documentaries. You know, so us writing during. You know, being journalists, grabbing our libretas, our cuadernos, our, our notebooks, and writing. You know, and, and you know the same way some homies were, were painting paintings about what's going on. We were doing the same on wax. You know, on with with music with hip hop. You know, which is our voice, you know, and that's what sound of a weapon is. That's our weapon, you know. Uh, our voices are our weapon. The way threat said. So definitely, what happened? It was it was only fuel to the fire, you know. And it and we didn't run short of topics, you know. Like there there's a lot to say, you know. The kids in cages in concentration camps at the border were not just brown kids, man. We got a lot of a lot of black kids in those cages right at the border that are Haitian, that are uh, that are, come from the different areas of the Caribbean. Or, or, or other black uh, migrant relatives, you know, from Honduras, uh, uh, kids from India, from the Indian subcontinent, right? Everywhere, man. And, like, that's our music is, is taking that global perspective while always representing for our own, you know, the indigenous people of Turtle Island. But definitely uh, it was only more fuel to the fire. Um, that's what I got to say. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, exactly what, uh, what Jack said is more fuel to the fire and... Um, and also, too, yo, like, I know for me personally, it was also, too, like, man, um, you know, uh, also letting people know, too, yo, like, uh, not only do we have to do, you know, the frontline work and all that and spreading, and spreading this message, but also, too, like, uh, you know, prepare yourself to a certain degree, at least, you know, you don't want to be out here not knowing what's going on, not prepared, you know, you want to be able to defend yourself. And uh, I know for me, you know, being that I moved in the middle of this, of that, of this whole year of the you know past year, right in the middle of it, I moved around June in the summertime to Denver, and it's just a lot. It's just a lot more whiteness than I'm used to, straight up, dude. And um, you know, whether it's at my job, it's like all these super right wingers, just like country hillbilly at like. And it, it was just very overwhelming, you know what I'm saying? So also, I want to say for myself, too, I had a lot of anger. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of anger in me. Because, um, you know, I'm very, you know, uh, on my own, just, I'm always, whether it's, you know, today, you know, I'm training martial arts today, when, you know, to go do some Muay Thai, you know what I'm saying? Or if not, I'd be, you know, at the range, whatever, getting my aim right and shit, you know what I'm saying? So I know for myself, too, man, I felt in a sense, like, man, I'm fucking cornered. And only that, I don't know nobody over here, bro. Mm-hmm. Nobody other than just my lady and just a little few of the community members that I've met, but I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm not too close with them yet. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I still 
building that relation. So even in a sense for me, also too, it was just like, man, I felt cornered, you know, like, man, I need to get on my shit. I'm out here. I got, I'm dolo. I can't just hit up Jack one day like, yo, come through or call up my homeboys or whatever. I can't do that out here. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I know for myself, it was, um, what it was also too, was just a lot of, uh, a lot of anger and just like, but also to just being, being prepared, you know what I'm saying? But I, but also not, I don't want to over, over, overuse that as well. Cause I don't, I, you know, you ain't trying to, no one's trying to live in fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what we don't want. We, you don't want to live in fear, but just, you know, be cautious and just be prepared, you know what I mean? For, for, for whatever goes down, you know what I'm saying? So I want to say that for myself also played a big part. And uh, in, uh, in, in the content as well. Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely feel the emotion coming through. I mean, I think that you guys put your 100% into every project that you do, but I do feel like not just content-wise with more personal stuff, but also just you could just feel it in the emotion of the music that there's a, there's a higher urgency in Sound of a Weapon than necessarily we have heard in past projects. And, you know, like this this past year has just been insane you know i i often compare it to something like 1968 even though the two years are from different eras you know like jag said there will be documentaries and reports about this in the decades to come about what transpired in the past year but um but kind of but but moving forward i kind of want to talk a little bit on uh, on several individual tracks and the history of those and uh, i want to talk about another day featuring uh, Azamali. Uh-huh. Trying to live. Trying to live my life. Not the way God intended. But the way my ancestors planted seeds and tended. Ain't trying to spit impressive. I don't do it for incentives. I do it for my family. I do it for my primos. I do it for my aunties. I do it for my deos. Abuelitos. Pueblo unido. For my Masawali in the campesinos. Filipinos. Sacrificing for survival. Feeding ungrateful Americans. Spiteful. Talking about shit have came here legally. Like them pilgrims that raid pillage frequently. Check it G. Never get the hood out of me. Popping in my sector, heart pump, blood of nomadic chichimecas, I ain't ignorant to the fact, we need more than love, sacrifice and fight, we just tryna get by, smudging down with the smoke of cedar, offer flesh to our mother, just a sliver, singing songs to the river, iridescent duck feather, burning medicinal with the love of my life, on the Donati light, I connecting with the land, where I stand, rattle in hand, with my band, now uh, you guys like as you guys said this was the uh this was the video that you guys kind of chose as the lead single you guys shot a video for it it was dedicated to steve lopez Tell us about the conception of this track and, and also why you dedicated the video in the memory of Steve, you know, for our listeners that aren't uh, necessarily familiar with his connection to the Cosmic Force. Um, so Another Day came about uh, as just like a single. It, it was still not attached to Sound of a Weapon as a complete project yet when we, when we're, when we created it or when we're, you know, making the concept. Um, but... 
we did know that we wanted to shoot a video to it. Like, yo, we need to shoot a video. Um, and, but we wanted a feature. So, you know, our brother Azamali, we still haven't made a, a well, we, we actually have made a feature with him, but he still hasn't dropped it. He uh, drop, that. <laughs> drop that, bro. That's just like three years old, man. Hey, but yo, when you when you hear it though, when it drops, oh man, it's it's, it's on. Crazy. But you know, being that he still hasn't dropped it, so we're just like, yo, let's just you know, let's, let's do something with the with, with our brother, man. And so he was our go-to dude, and he's always down. He, he you know, that, that that's our brother, like even not outside of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, so um, so we're like, alright, so we need to shoot a video. And so I was kind of thinking um, that uh, our last video was uh, Lo Nuestro Nunca Muere uh, for uh, Ceremony on Concrete. So that, that video and even the, the song, it was more, more aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Even though it is in Spanish, the content is still very aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Punch you in the face type shit. Um, so I told Jag, you know, I'm like, yo, I think this next one should be more more, more, more on, on some chill vibes, especially being that we're in 2020 and the pandemic and yes, I, the fires are going on in Cali and even out here, even out here in uh, Colorado, there was fires as well. Um, and yes, you know, it was just a, it's a hectic, hectic as year. So I kind of thought like, yo, I think we should have something chill, dude, like something chill, you know, also that people could hear when they're chilling, whether whether they smoke some herb or whether they just burning up some, some medicine in their homes, just chilling, you know, cause that's what people are doing now. You know what I mean? You're staying home, you know, the majority of the time. Uh, and so, um, I was thinking, you know, something more on, on, on some chill vibes shit, you know what I mean? Something, some smooth shit. And, uh, and so that was the conception of that. And, you know, we, we let up a homeboy Acosta, Acosta the man, we shot him some references, we give him our ideas and man, he, he cooked up two beats for us. And uh, another day, that was just, that beat was just like, man, that shit was just super dope. It was it was everything that we wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like, Acosta, Acosta got it down to a T of what we wanted for this single. And um, that's how that, that, uh, that track came to be. Also speaking on our brother, Steve Lopez, rest in power, man. You know, around that time, when we were about to drop it, <clears throat> drop the video, you know, that's when his, his, his transition came and he passed. So I, and that brother, man, since day one, since day fucking one, I still remember, uh, you know, one of the first shows that he came to, which was in, uh, uh, I think it was in, in San Bernardino at a community space. He came, he came through and we were just chopping it up and he was just showing mad love and he was just very, like, very supportive, dude. And I had never met the man I, I think Jag had a relationship prior that he met him like on when he was doing his solo shit and just just out there more in the community. But I before I, I didn't meet that was the first time I ever met him and he was just so supportive and also too like I think we connected too because he's from the hood too he's from the IE he's he, you know he's from a barrio and shit and like and you know that's the perspectives that we're talking about you know we're city natives but we, we grew up in the hood and we're also Chicano too you know what I mean that's also what we identify as with. And, that's that's what you know. Our, our our brother Steve Lopez was also on that tip too. You know, he was indigenous, but also Chicano from the barrio. You know what I'm saying? And like, he was just always super supportive, man. Super loving. Always, he 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 did our first um, our first artwork for Cosmic Force. He was one of the first dudes to like, 
you know, that, that, that did some work for us, man, for free, like just for the, just off the strength of love, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and yeah, he just, it's every time I would see him, you know, I know every time I would see him, it was just always love, always just chopping it up and just like talking about music and we're talking about music, we're talking about some hood shit or whatever, you know what I mean? But, or some, or even, you know, just being native and the spirituality and speaking on the red road, you know, um, so at the time we dropped the video, that's when this transition came. So we're like, man, it's only right. It's only right that we hit with, that we, that we, uh, you know, uh, that we do this tribute. And, you know, Jack was the one that, that he, he brought it up like, yo. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's do it. It's only right that we do it for the brother. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for another day, man, that's a, uh, I got to give my hats off to threat and, uh, salute him. You know, he's a master at the hooks, homie. Like, um, he really, he, he has it down. He has it that shit down. Azomali came through correct. He yeah. brought that really, uh, I want to say like, um, that really gentle vibe that yeah. he that he's known to bring in his music. Very, very smooth, like, type of shit. Um, salute to him, man. He did his thing. Um, I wanted to make an effort to, in my verse, to mention Vanessa Guillen. Rest in peace. Um, you know, uh, sister, you know, Rasa, like us, right? Brown, indigenous. She... You know what happened to her is an injustice man and, and she's not the only one she's a victim you know a victim of of the u.s military man to say the least you know so uh rest in power to her to you know i mentioned her so that she's never forgotten and she never will be forgotten because our people we remember you know our gente you know that uh you know that has fallen to injustices and all that so rest in peace vanessa guillen i did want to mention uh uh, uh the you know a lot of times we know about, you know, the people that have done injustices to our people. Like, we could just name them off the bat. But, you know, for the California indigenous people, you know, Juniper Sarah, you know, in our hood, there's, there's, there's streets named after that dude. You know, there's, you know, a statue, there's a statue, a plaque, of, uh, you know, for him uh, when he was, uh, uh, you know, no different than Hitler. You know, no different than, uh, than Christopher Columbus. So... All that, you know, we want to make sure we deliver that in our very, you know, like Threat, he came through with that, you know, with them references to our Filipino uh, Filipino indigenous family, you know, like, man, they've been there since the days in the fields in Northern California, you know, um, they're erased out of the history, the, you know, United Farm Workers struggle, you know, against, um, you know, white people, man, that were oppressing our people on the fields up there, you know, and, and you know, Filipinos, there's always been at least couple filipino cats that live in our neighborhoods as rasa you know they're they're us man they're us you know and and just some free game for the people listening uh they're uh, you know i know some of them are classified as mestizos in the philippines it's an it's an ethnic group you know um and that would mean that they're just like us because you know although we don't fuck with that term we don't fuck with that colonized term we uh, you know we understand that um we have relatives in the philippines that they were uh, transported. They were. They were. They, I want to say they were enslaved and taken on boats from Mexico. You know, from they're from Tlaxcala, the indigenous Tlaxcaltecas. Th- there's a lot of their descendants. A lot of the indigenous Tlaxcaltecas stayed in the Philippines because uh, colonizers used them as uh, you know as soldiers to conquer the Philippines. So a lot of them stayed there. That's just on some historical shit, man. So we we're. I say that to say that we're we have a un, a unity for a long time. So you know, I appreciate threat ma- mentioning uh, them. You know, it was it was it was a it's a gem that we got a lot of love, man. And I, again, shout out to Threat because I like some I like some shit where where we're choke slamming motherfuckers off ladders and shit. You know, <laughs> but 
Threat, Threat was like, you know what? Let's come through with some, uh, some chill, some chill like that, like vintage, you know, like, you know, um, and Acosta the man, he delivered for sure. He delivered, uh, that, that joint, I do want to shout out, uh, Will Harris. That's also Molly's engineer. He, uh, he engineered that joint for us. So he mixed it, he mixed it down for us as far as Steve, you know, just, you know, the same shit Threat said, you know, Steve always showed love, man. Even when I was a solo artist, I met him at a, at a, at a protest for the Inland Empire. It's called the IE Inland, Inland Marcha or something like that. It was pro-immigration, you know, things like that. Steve was there, man. Steve was there. That was the first day I met him. I said, what's up, homie? My name is Steve. You know, uh, I fuck with you on, on, online. Woo-woo. We chopped it up. Nothing but love from there, man. When we started Cosmic Force, always showed us love. That that calendar, that, that indigenous calendar, uh, Cosmic Force shirt that he made, that's his design, bro. And shout out to Mint Winner, because Mint Winner, that's another homie. He... He actually uh, vectored that art in. But Steve hooked us up with a gang of designs, bro. A gang of designs, all for the love. He looked out. I know he used to fuck with El Vu. Those are his, those are his people, too. Steve, rest in peace, bro. You know, thank you for, for the love you gave us, homie. Like, uh, you know, he's from the Inland Empire. Like Threat said, he's from, from a barrio, too. You know, uh, uh, you know, if you're from the Inland Empire, you know, you know what time it is with our relatives in Chino. Much love to, the, to all the people in Chino. It's a brown side of town. I do want to also shout out his uh, lady. Um, she passed away for, uh, you know, just this past month. So four months after Steve passed, his lady passed. Her name was Yanni. And, um, you know, she was really not really a, a, a sweet person. Well, much love to her family. You know, uh, rest in peace, Yanni. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, Steve. And, you know, we appreciate, you know, um, what, you, what you did for us, bro. Because now your art... It's gonna live forever, homie. Like you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna. You know, that's the thing about art. You know, you know, even though we pass in the physical, you know, whether it's the vocals that we laid down or art, you're there. You know, your memory lives through that. So, you know, that was the Aloni, Tongva, and uh, Chicano, you know, relative. You know, rest in peace, Steve and his lady Yanni. Much love. Oh. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's definitely a very unique track. It sticks out. Like you said, chill is chill and. It, is a very good way to describe it. I'd like to think of it as almost like the spiritual successor to a new start in a way, kind of on that, kind of on that same line, you know, emotion is something that is of no short supply on sound of a weapon. Another track that also exuberates. This is the track shine on, which is another joint that's produced by Acosta the man. America, 2020, babies born inside an ice camp, Guadalupe is trapped, cuffs on her hands, her first mother's day was spent inside a cage, centros of torture, detention centers, adelantos where they send us, that's where these John Smiths just hope to end us, and the Navajo Nation decimated, neglected by the Trump administration, that's the white virus terrorizing the planet, and fuck Joe Biden, and all of his cronies, free all of the homies, and Morenos, Cambodians too Gun them down once they stand behind that podium booth Life for the two spirits been traumatic After making the contact with the English and Spanish Crippled or standing, you're a part of this action Able or disabled, handicap, you're a part of this ejército fam The helicopter's still circling above our municipio But so are my relatives, a condor in the south In the north it's the eagle, we're still under attack By these blue-eyed people 
man you know like that was a joint that really stuck out to me the lyrics and the production just punch you right in the gut like there's imagery of women and children being held at these concentration camps that we still have at the border even under a new administration and the production is beautifully haunting it's atmospheric and just accentuates the lyrics it's easily you know one of the highlights off of sound of a weapon you know in an EP that's full of stellar tracks, you know, tell us a little bit about the conception of Shine On and what the writing process behind that was and kind of selecting the production for that joint. Um, so, as Jack mentioned earlier, um, so when it came to beats, he, that was part of those beats that Acosta the Man uh, gifted to him. So he sent me a couple and, that was, and Shine On was one of them. And um, as soon as I heard it, man, it was just, I just felt emotion. I just felt, man, I just felt, I just felt very, I don't want, I, I guess sadness, sadness and pain, but also too, just like, man, like, you got to keep going, you know, shine on, you know what I mean? And it was just one of those things where it's like, man, I, off top, I already knew like, this needs to be a track for our relatives that are in the concentration camps and the in the ICE detention, so-called detention centers, missing, murdered indigenous women, like all that. I assume when I was hearing the beat, I wasn't even writing yet, but as soon as I heard it, that's all, all that went, went through my mind. You know what I mean? Our, our trans relatives, you know, being murdered and no one even caring, you know, no follow up, no nothing on cases. And just all those things just popped up in my head. And, um, I, then I, I, I let Jack know, I'm like, yo, I think we should go this route with this track and Jag was with it, you know, Jag was with it. And uh, I just, I wrote my verse up so Jack could have an idea what, you know, what we're trying to stir it. And yeah, Jag, and then Jag came through with his verse. And also to shine on for me personally, it was very unexpected that it got so much. I thought, I thought it was going to be one of those tracks that got, that would get kind of overlooked sometimes, you know, I thought it was going to be one of those, but as you said, it's one of those that stick out, and, and I've noticed that too. Just you know, from people, just res the the response from it. You know, what I mean, it was just like, oh shit, this is. And and also too, I want to add on. When I recorded that, uh, man, I also I, I I I think it was when they really released the footage of uh, the good brother. You know that 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 also passed. Um, uh, Ernie Serrano. Yeah, Ernie Serrano. You know. Uh, out here in you know Riverside, they got murdered by the Riverside sheriffs. You know, it was the day they, they released the footage, the body cam footage of when they killed him. You know, and when I seen the footage, bro, it was just fucking devastating. It was heartbreaking. And not to say that, and that and that that's just to add on to the all the heartbreak. You know, when it comes to like all the other relatives, like George Floyd, you know, um, Ahmaud Aubrey. You know what I mean? Just already the stacked up bodies that this police state fucking already has, you know, you know, on their count, you know, but with Ernie Serrano, it was just like, damn, it was just more, 
it was just way more personal because it was, you know, it was literally a, a county over. It's literally right down the street. You know what I'm saying? From where, from where we're from. Mm-hmm. And, and that could have been me. That could have been my brother. That could have been any, you know, any of us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and it was just, and man, just seeing that footage, it was just disgusting and painful. I, I, I cried, bro. I haven't cried like that in, 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 in in a while, bro, and I fucking, I, I was crying, bro. I was crying when I seen the, that body cam footage that the Riverside Sheriff, Sheriff's Department released of, of, of them. They murdered that man, you know what I'm saying? They murdered him um, for nothing, you know what I'm saying? For nothing. And it was just, it was heartbreaking, man. So I, I conveyed that into that into that song, you know what I'm saying? And even, I think even towards the end when I'm talking and saying the dedications, I fucking started, I choked up, bro. Like, I wanted to fucking cry on there, you know what I'm saying? But, right. I mean, it didn't get to that, but that's how I felt. And prior to that, prior to laying down that verse, or writing that verse, I was fucking shedding tears, bro. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that, that's where that came from. And I just, I, I don't know, I just, I even called Jack, because I, I, you know, like I said, like, me and Jack always check in with each other. So I called Jack, and I was like, yo, I want to do this. How do you feel about this? And Jack was just like... Do it, homie. You know what I mean? Lose with it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for on my end, man, you know, uh, I remember when Threat actually called me. It was late night. Let me know, yo, dog. They, you know, they released the, the footage and shit. This shit's gotcho. You know, I, I could tell this fool was he was in pain and shit. I, you know, rightfully so because that's a community member, man. Like I'm literally right now from where I'm at right now. It's a I'm like a 15 minute, 12 minute drive from the exact location where he where he was uh, killed by police. You know, by sheriffs. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a community called the Rubido community, uh, Riverside. Um, and, um, it's, uh, it's part of the Harupa Valley, you know, so anyone in the IE, you know, that's where it's at. That's where it happened. There is ongoing support, you know, so if, if you end up hearing this podcast, man, just, you know, look up justice for Ernie Serrano on maybe Instagram hashtags. I'm sure it'll lead you to a, you know, the people who are supporting him, you know, which includes us, you know, we're, we're saying justice for Ernie Serrano. Um, and every other, you know, uh, person who's been, you know, put down by law enforcement, you know. Um, so, yeah, much love to his family. I know Ernie was proud of his indigenous uh, Mexican ancestry, Mexica. Um, and I believe he was also uh, California Indian. You know, I believe he had California indigenous background. I went to a few of the his people's, uh, you know, gatherings that they had, protests. And, you know, people showed up. People showed up, you know, during a pandemic and shit. So... Because you know we we have a you know we can't we don't have the we don't have the luxury to, to just sit you know we gotta we gotta keep fighting homie like during, even during a pandemic um, so rest in power to Ernie no threat like you say you checked in say yo I'm gonna I'm say a, you know I have some palabras to say at the end of the track you cool with this to handle your business homie um, but shine on again bro I wanted to make it an effort to you know include my Cambodian relatives. Uh, Morenos, right, which is, uh, you know, I guess in my community, my neighborhood, um, with my family, that's what we call black relatives, you know, like, at least with my family, I know every family, you know, is different, you know, but, like, my father, my mom, all those Morenos, you know, oh, Morenos, that means black relatives, you know, at least, you know, come from a Mexican background, so I know people say different things, so that's how we say, you know, Morenos, so, yeah, Chicanos, Morenos, you know, Chicanos, because, from the southwest bro like we're deep out here you know we yeah it, you know if some shit's gonna go down you know you already know our people 
you know, the indigenous diaspora from Mesoamerica, you know, uh, well, I like to say, AKA Chicanos, um, you know, they're going to be a part of this shit, bro. Like, you know, whether we're supporting the injustices going on to the Asian community, to our black relatives, to anybody, you know, that's, you know, we're going to, and of course for each other, we we're here to hold it down. Shine on, man, you know, got to touch on the, you know, concentration camps, you know, like, you know, like threats at so-called detention centers. Adelanto, get specific, because Adelanto's part of the Inland Empire, too, man. Like, this shit's up the street from, you no, know, not up the street, up the hill, I would say, like, maybe, like, about a 20-minute drive from where me and Threat grew up. It's about a 20-minute drive, homie. So I know a lot of our L.A. relatives, they feel like it's a quite a drive. They're like, damn, Adelanto, like, they got them up there, you know? But to us, you know, we're from a different area. We're not from L.A., so... A lot of our relatives that, that that they moved out of out of our areas of the you know Rialto, uh, Fontana, Bloomington, San Bernardino, Colton area, they moved up there you know to Victorville and Adelanto and Esperia and shit like that. So it's up the street, man. Like it, it's it's really close to here, and you know a lot of a lot of people have died in those con- in in those concentration camps in Adelanto. So you know if you if you are on this podcast or uh, listening, also check out the shutdown Adelanto hashtag on instagram and i'm sure you can find articles on online and inform yourself to support that fight too that shit's got to be shut down you know so um again our music is going to be a, a voice to like bring attention to this kind of shit so shut down adelanto justice for ernie serrano two, uh, the, uh, we're, we're pro two spirit man we're pro two spirit you know threat mentions our, our trans relatives you know that are murdered every day man uh missing murdered native women killed all the time no one bats an eye you know that's what he says and again, uh, we're pro two spirit, man. So, so you know, our, our two spirit relatives. I, I mentioned that you know, uh, the really traumatic experience for them began happening when we had contact as indigenous peoples with Spaniards and English people and you know French people and the Dutch, all these colonizers. So, you know, it's a, it's just a joint where we wanted to, you know, hit you from every corner with that AK forty seven, doof doof doof. And it was going to be a, a, a message of empowerment. That shit, it ain't pretty. Because guess what? It's reality, you know? It's, it's just real shit going on, you know? It's, it's just, you know, Joe Biden. Fuck, you know, I say fuck Joe Biden. I say it on the track. I'm, I'm not a Joe Biden. I'm not pro-Joe Biden. I'm, I'm, I'm not a pro, I'm not Democrat. I'm not a Republican, you know? It's like uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad said, like, Democratic Party and the Republican Party, fool, you ain't invited to none of those parties, you know? Like, <laughs> that's what it is. They're aristocrats, homie. They're they're oligarchs. You ain't invited to the, you ain't invited to their fiesta unless you're gonna be a butler, if that, you know. Powerful words, man. Powerful words to follow <laughs> along with a powerful track, you know, from top to bottom, beginning to end. Like that track is just filled to the brim with emotion and just political content that is gonna touch on everybody, you know, and you know, not only on Sound of a Weapon do you guys talk on the carceral struggle of our undocumented brothers and sisters, but you also talk about people in the carceral system of the, the, the industrial prison system here. In fact, you actually have on the track indigenous struggle, you have Elkbone, who you guys have um, advocated for in the past for his uh, exoneration and uh, investigation to prove his innocence. You know, Elkbone's verse was... You know, obviously it was recorded from inside, you know, Calipatria State Prison. This is Global Telling. You have a prepaid call from... No, Paul. 
and inmate at the Calipatria State Prison, Calipatria, California. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. To accept this call, say or dial 5 now. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. actually had Elkbone, you know, spit a verse on a track on, on the album, but this is like, I think this is probably the most uh, fleshed out track that you guys have done together, you know. How difficult was it to make that verse sound as good as it did, you know, being recorded from over the phone, you know, from a prison? Uh, so, I'll go ahead and uh, speak on that. Um, I was with my lady, uh, you know, I was with my lady well, the day that Elkbone sent me the verse, I was with my partner. We're driving in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, and um, you know what? Elbow's about to call me. Uh, let's pull over real quick. So we, um, you know, we're, me and Threat, we're in constant, you know, phone communication, uh, uh, written letter communication with Elbone. To the listeners who are listening, uh, Orlando Wadley is 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 is, is, uh, is his name. You know, his community in, in prison, uh, the native community uh, knows him as uh, Elbone, spirit name. You know, so Elbone is his spirit name, and Orlando Wadley is his name. Uh, we currently have a a petition going on online to gain support, you know, to bring uh, you know attention to the public to the public eye about his you know wrongful incarceration, fabricated DNA evidence, and you know we're calling for exoneration, sentence commutation, uh, clemency. You know what what we're open, right? We're open, and I know he's open too. So you know if you go if you simply go on change.org.com and you search up Orlando Watley, you're gonna find. Orlando Watley Elkbone, you're going to find the petition. It's already like, man, I, I can't recall, 124,000 signatures. You know, we're just trying to push as many numbers as we can to get the attention of, like, the people in, in power and, and the, those in the dominant society that can actually, uh, you, know, um, you know, pressure the courts and shit like that. But as far as getting him uh, on, the, on the track, you know, we, we, had, we, had, we had already said, you know, bro, hey, you know, uh, uh, we got a track, you know, uh, you know, shoot a verse, you know, last time it was different. We had an acapella, right? So mm -hmm. this time we're like, you know what? We'll shoot the verse acapella, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a producer, you know, 
try to fit it out. So that shit sounds dope, you know? So we did. Uh, uh, he Again, so I was in Rancho Cucamonga when he called. I said, you ready? He said, yeah, I'm ready. You know, so we just did it twice. He fucking spit that shit off the top of his lungs. So you know what? Spit it a little bit louder. So, you know, he did it one more time. Boom. All one take, you know, just, you know, going in, you know, shooting. And, um, so what I did to record that, just, you know, just for the audience to listen, man, like, uh, um, I had my car speaker, so I had him on speaker with the Bluetooth in the car and my partner, she recorded, uh, his vocals with her phone. So it was straight from a speaker to, a to, a to her phone, like, just like a voice recorder. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was, you know? Um, so for the audience, you know, like, so you know what the process that shit was, man. We just, we hit up Acosta, man, you know, me and Thread agreed. We said, you know what? I think Acosta, will, will, I think Acosta could do this shit for us, you know? So we hit him up. He said he's with it, you know, and he, he you know, he, he tried to, you know, he, he matched it just, just the way he did, and, and it came out ill. And uh, that was a lot, that was a track that was, it's very special to us because there's a, it's a using his, you know, like, it's a call to action, man, to support him as well. You know, um, there's intention behind it. You know, we have DJ Soulbook. You know, DJ Soulbook. I came in contact with him through my people from the Gorilla Republic. You know, who I fuck with. That's people's right there, man. So DJ Soulbook, he's out of the East Coast. You know, I, I I know he's ill with the with the cuts and the scratches. So we had him on there. Uh, reached out. You know, he, he wanted to do that. You know, I know he's a uh, he's also Afro Indigenous. You know, same way a lot of our relatives are. You know, he's a Cherokee and 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 black. So, you know, much love. We got DJ Soulbuck on there, man. That's a crazy, it's a crazy track, man. Y'all check that out. Indigenous Struggle featuring Elkbone and DJ Soulbuck. Um, I know Threat, you know, did his thing on that shit. You know, you want to touch on that Threat? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, so that track, like, you know, Jag put it together. We actually, that track, we, I remember specifically before I moved out here to Denver, Jag was at, he actually told me about that, like, yo, you know, Elk said he's down, trying to put something together. And um, Jack, you know, when he got Elk Bones uh, vocals, um, sent them to me. I'm like, yo, this is dope. And then Acosta, yes, he is, you know, pretty much just formed something around, around Elk Bones, you know, vocals. And that shit came out dope, man. It came out dope. He got the, he got that feeling too, you know what I mean? Of what we wanted, you know what I mean? That eerie, like, fucking, like, apocalyptic type of shit, you know what I mean? And, um, Atmospheric as shit, man. It's yeah, dope. You know so, so um, you know, Acosta again, man, did his fucking thing on the production, worked around Outbone's uh, um, vocals, and then since Outbone was the one to lay the first verse down, you know, that gave me the idea, you know, to come up with my verse. Like, all right, cool. And I, and then even before, um, oh yeah, so once we got the beat and we had Outbone's vocals on there, I talked to Outbone you know, I talked to him and I'm like, yo, like, we started talking about the verse. You know, he's bigging him up, like, yo, super dope shit. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, just, you know, we, you know, spit it from our perspective. Like, you know what I mean? And he was just kind of putting me up on, not even putting me up on game, just kind of just telling me, like, yo, like, what inspired him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I take that direct. I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how, it, you know, that, that, that track is, is formulated, man. A threat. You actually played it for him on the phone not too long ago, right? Yeah, and I played it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so he got to hear it and shit, you know. Um, uh, a couple times though, <laughs> a couple times. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, DJ Soulbug did his shit, man. That, that, yeah. You know, his skill is, is ill. You know, um, we come from the underground, man. So we wanted to have a, you know, have collabs with DJs. You know, the same way we would have a collab with with another MC. Yeah, and that's the Mandos. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I feel the DJ is just as important as the MC. You know, what I'm saying that deserves the same respect. You know, and maybe even a little bit more because you know that's that's the that's foundation. Like, that's the yeah, that's the foundation of this hip hop shit, bro. Yeah, the DJ. If it wasn't for the DJ scratching and cutting at the parks in South Bronx, none of this, none of this would be going down right now. No doubt, you know. It's a, it's definitely a powerful track, and it's, it's definitely a standout on Sound of a Weapon. Everybody does their thing. You guys did your thing. Elkbone did his thing. Acosta the Man did his thing with production. Soulbug definitely did his thing with the cuts, cutting all your guys' different vocals from stuff, doing some DJ premiere kind of choruses with the scratches. You know, it's dope, man. I love it. We, uh, we do want to shout out Northern Southern Winds Foundation. Uh, it's a it's a community organization, uh, uh, you know, out in the LA area, indigenous based, and they actually uh, hooked uh, hooked Elkbone up with a civil rights attorney just a couple days ago. So Elkbone is already uh, on the phone, you know, you know, sending in his transcripts and shit, like any kind of documentation he needs to let, you know, to that to that civil rights attorney. And you know, Elkbone sounds really hopeful. We just spoke to him a couple days ago, and he said it's on, bro. Like his habeas has already been sent to the courts. Um, you know, the, the civil rights attorney said, you know, uh, you know, we're going to try different avenues, homie. Like, we're going to fuck with that habeas. And, you know, if not, there's there's a lot of other shit going on. You know, you're in, you're incarcerated during a pandemic. You know, uh, he actually caught COVID, you know, during his incarceration. But he's cool now. But um, nonetheless, uh, you know, um, he's ready to touch down, man. He says he feels it in his bones. It's time to come home. It's been over 25 years he's been wrongfully incarcerated. So, And we also appreciate, you know... You guys from Step Off, man, that have been supportive with that, you know, your journalism uh, skills and ability. So, you know, we appreciate you guys in this fight as well. So you guys are more than just a hip-hop podcast, man. Y'all are really involved, you know, in the grassroots shit. So thank you. No, appreciate it, brother. That means a lot. appreciate it. Thank you. You know, going along with that, you know, with your guys' activism, it goes without saying that, your guys' music is rooted in this position that is decidedly pro-indigenous, pro-Chicano, anti-imperialist, you know, anti-capitalist, and rallying cry against, you know, white supremacy in the United States. I think anyone who listens to your music is more than aware of that. You know, why do you believe it's important, perhaps now more than ever, coming out of the past four years under Trump into this new Biden administration that music that expresses dissent and challenges institutions that perpetuates oppressive systems continues to be fierce in its message you know it feels like there is this sense that okay well we finally made it you know like we're, we're out of the boot of trump but we still aren't you know out of these oppressive systems you know even though it just has a, a happier veneer or a smile to it you know we're still not out of it so why do you think it's important to keep this message and the ferocity still i mean i feel this very important because i feel um you know with the four years of trump it put the people that were in the middle always the typical liberal that was just in the middle it forced them because they were just so like disgusted right of what Trump was, right, or what, or what he was doing, what he was saying. So they're they were forced to, right? So I feel now with this, like you said, this whole veneer, this whole 
the happy smiley face shit. A lot of them are going to go back to their comfort zone. It's like, nah, I mean, you ain't going to go back. You're either in this with us or you're fucking against us, you know, or you're with, you're with this, the status quo. Like, you know what I mean? This is not an act. This is not for play. Like, we want real fucking change. We want a better quality of life. And all around the board, not just for us, but for the, our animal relatives, for the land, you know what I'm saying, for the earth. You know what I mean? And I feel like we need to, we need to keep, keep pushing and keep, just keep showing up for each other, man. And, and, and because now not only do we have, well, we already been known even before Trump that there was already this, these white nationalists, supremacists that come in all shades. Let me tell people white supremacy comes in all shades and are just white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we already knew that it just got amplified with Trump, right? It got amplified. And then, so, but, but now I feel this, like, now we got two fronts now, because now you got the typical liberal that's just in the middle now, well, well, you know, like, just be patient. Like, no, it's like, you made fucking promises, and you got to come through. If you ain't going to come through, then what, what, then you, you, you straight ran game on us, man, you know what I'm saying? Indigenous peoples, you know, people of color won this shit for you, and this is how you're going to fucking, you know what I mean? Even though, me, myself, personally, I don't vote in presidential elections, that's just me, you know what I'm saying? I do do local local voting and all that for sure you know what i'm saying because i could you know what i mean but but you know for people that did it's like it's a slap in the face man and, and, and you know and just in general you know what i'm saying you know uh and so i feel it's very important that we still keep the pressure on because now it's like there's more fronts now not, not only is it the right wing the right leaning whatever type of individual but now you got this liberal person also too fucking going back to the fence now mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? and it's like nah we got to keep it going bro because if not you know, and that's the thing too. I, I feel you know it's not a game. This is not something that we just do for play. Like there's been people in the struggle that've been doing this for fucking eight for since way back since the '60s, man. You know what I'm saying? Like decades. Been, yeah, exactly, decades, man. So I feel it's very important that we keep the pressure on and we just keep showing up and just and, 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 and whatever capacity it is for people out there. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I feel especially for you know liberals white liberals, you know what I'm saying? It's like, use that fucking privilege, bro. Fuck it, fuck an ally, fuck an ally, be an accomplice. Like, real shit, man. 100. So I feel that's why it's even more, if if even, it's even more, I feel more of a struggle now that, you know, Trump is out because now it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say to any white people listening, man, like, uh, you know, uh, look into, there's a lot of PDFs out there, a lot of information of what the difference between an ally and accomplice is, the way, you know, like, just like Thread said, you know, be an accomplice, you know what I mean? Uh, shit, if if, uh, if a LGBTQ relative is on the front lines and uh, it's getting arrested and you're there just fucking, like, holding a sign, homie, like, you're already fucking up. Like, you you know, I, I want to say you're the one that should be getting arrested if, if, <laughs> if somebody needs to get jailed because, one, that LGBTQ person is part of person of color or is a person of color and is LGBTQ, they shouldn't be the ones on the front line telling me if you're just there, like, yeah, you're screaming at the top of your lungs, you hate racism and shit, but that means nothing, homie, if you're not really, really about that shit, you know, like, so yeah, um, I think, I think uh, Joe Biden is very, you know, he's already on the fence again, you know, he's very goofy, you know, I don't support him, not that, you know, fuck Joe Biden and all of his cronies, woo woo, say that on the track, and I mean that because, um, you know, this is a dude that's telling the whole fucking, the whole country quote-unquote he's saying uh you know i'm i'm ready to be the president that trump wasn't ready to be because i want to be the president that 
is president for everyone, even the people that are that hate me, even the people that are racist, right? Even the people. So this fool's that. That's why we can't fuck with liberals, right? That's why we can't fuck with the fake left of the United States because it's a fake left. That ain't this ain't that ain't no left, homie. You know, you got real left in the guerrilla movements of Latin America, of, of Eastern Europe, of fucking uh, you know. Uh, Africa, you know, socialist movements of, of, in Africa, um, things like that. And, and I don't say this as a communist or a socialist or anything like that. No, I just say this as an indigenous person because, you know, we we knew about sharing before before communism and socialism. You know what I'm saying? So we, we knew how we knew where we've been family oriented. We've been communal, etc. But anyway, but, but hey, shout out to the real left of the third world, you know, shout to the real left that actually has gunned down you know, uh, imperialist enemies and capitalist enemies and shit like that, you know, fill them up, have, has filled them up with bullet holes and shit. Biden, he's over here talking like, oh yeah, well, you know, he, he's okay. He, he's, he's the president for the all right too. He's cause he sees them as just Americans. He just wants to unite everyone. Fuck that homie. We don't want to unite with people that were trying to kill us yesterday. You feel me? We don't want to unite with people that want to, you know, our, our children, uh, you know, our black, brown, uh, Asian, you know, children, fucking uh, uh, sent back to their homelands and shit like that. Um, so we, we're going to stay militant. We're go- shit. We might, we might even go harder now just because we know people might chill. People are going to be chilling now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Take a, yeah. 1000% homie. You know, you know, we have undocumented relatives, you know, we, we know what it is, you know, um, cause yeah, now, yeah, for sure. There is more uh, progressiveness in, in, in like maybe a small increment, a tiny ass increment in regards to like, yeah, now they're actually talking about reform, which, you know, Trump would fucking, like, he just tears that shit up, right? You know, or Keystone Pipeline, right? Hey, to my relatives listening, you know, to our relatives listening, don't give the credit to the Democrats. Don't give the credit to Joe Biden for stopping that shit, because guess what? People been fighting that shit, man. Indigenous relatives from the reservations, from all over Turtle Island, been fighting those pipelines. Don't give that fucking credit to, you know, just another devil, just another, uh, you know, uh, Wasishu, another European settler. Don't give it to them. Don't give them that credit. Don't give the Democrats credit for reform, immigration, and shit like that, asylum. Not hell not, man. Give the credit to the grassroots organizers that have been getting jailed, been getting fucking maced, you know, probably can't even get a, a job in our cities and our areas because they're already doxxed by the pigs and shit. They're already uh, doxxed by the system. So, you know, they've been just involved in the movement for so long. They're seen as enemies to the state. They should be given the credit, not, not the fucking... Not the politicians, man, because they ain't shit, you know? You know, Biden says he's, he fucking fucks with Trump. He says, you know what? Like, all right, he was my enemy, but, you know, that that's why you, you can't fuck with the left from the United States because it's a fake-ass left. It's it's the middle, right? It's uh, it, They're centrists. They're dire, they're dire Republicans. Dire Republicans. <laughs> you know, you said it, uh, Rob. What'd you say? Anything, anything to the left of Reagan was considered socialism in the United States? <laughs> exactly. Anything a hair to the left of, of Reaganism, you're a communist. I think it's funny because we all knew going in that Biden is easily like the most conservative of a, of a so-called Democrat. So for people to think that he's going to be some kind of left-wing darling that's going to put forth all of this progressive agendas is just really laughable. You know, like this was Fidel Castro and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which it, it's not to go on a tangent, but I just think it's more funny because people were saying like, Oh, we can't put someone like Bernie because they're too radical, which doesn't matter because you could have someone that is just as centrist as Biden and they're still going to call him a socialist or Marxist or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. 
are still Marxists, right? <laughs> but, you know, but kind of going on, kind of going in on that, you know, I think I kind of know the answer to this, but I guess I, guess I got to ask you guys anyways. What are your thoughts on, like, the country kind of, and society in general in a post-Trump era? You know, do you th- see things potentially getting minutely better under Biden, or do you see, like, that boomerang effect where after the next four years we're just going to see, like, the right-wingers and the alt-right and, you know, this white supremacist, extremist, domestic terrorist just come even harder following this? Yeah, yo, personally, I feel just how these, you know, so-called Democrats, that they're just shooting themselves in the fucking foot, and people are seeing this in real time, and I just, I don't know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see people really, like, uh, going out and rallying for them like they did this last time, you know what I'm saying, and if they're not coming through with what they promised, you know what I mean, you know, they talk about the $2,000, you know, fucking, you know, COVID relief. It's like, oh, well, yeah, as soon as I get in, that's the first thing I'm going to do. First week comes through, nothing happens. Now it's like, oh, not until March, but this time it's only 1400 because technically those 600 is like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel, man, I feel, I don't know. I don't know. And, the all, you know, the right wingers and all that, the extremists, the terrorism. Yeah, I feel that's just gonna get more amplified, and I just I feel and that spectrum of of, of politics and and stuff like that. I feel yeah, I don't really, I I, I kind of don't see it really going too well, you know, and, and getting getting any better. Honestly, um, I mean, I hope you know, I mean, I hope, but, but you know, but you know what though, I am very hopeful when it comes to people. You know what I'm saying? Because you see people really showing up for each other, all these mutual the mutual aid, you know what I'm saying? All these organizations, grassroots organizations. And, um, you know, I feel, aside from politics, I feel just consciousness is just shifting for, for the average person, especially, you know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, people's humanity, people are realizing, like, this capitalism, there's no humanity in it. There's just, it's, I think people are finding, you know, realizing the disconnect that we have from our humanity and not only our humanity, but also our connection to the earth, you know, you know, cause that, that, that we need that, you know what I'm saying? Without that, And I feel people are realizing that and I just hope people act on it and just, you know what I'm saying? And we're, like I said, we're all in work, we're all works in progress. Cause even myself too, you know what I mean? There's things that I need to, need to change that I've done, you know what I mean? But I feel people have that, you know, I feel, I, 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 um, I have belief, I have belief that, you know, uh, people, people, humanity, you know, Mother Nature is is coming through, yo. And so, I feel I'm hopeful in that. You know, what I'm saying that people are realizing that, and their consciousness is is expanding at least to that to that level. I mean, you don't got to believe in all the other things, but at least you know, humanity and our our, our precious, our mother, man, our Mother Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, man. Same shit on my end, homie. Like, in fact, I actually. I feel like the the white extremists, you know, the the right wing is gonna be even more militant now that they don't have their fucking, uh, you know, their Jesus Christ, uh, you know, savior on as a president anymore. I mean, I feel like, I feel like these fools, they feel like the, the in their heads they really think that the communists took over with Biden as president. They're like, they feel like 
You know, they think they have a, a Che Guevara as a fucking leader now in the United States, which is some bullshit. But I do feel like they're so brainwashed and so um, full of that propaganda from the right wing that they're going to they're running with this idea. Like the Marxists took over the United States and, you know, the communists took it over. So now we really have to be even stronger and more militant than we were with Trump because these fuckers actually won. And, you know, there's this whole like, oh, like, you know, the media fucking um, destroyed Trump and shit. You know, uh, hey, homie, like, I think the media did rip Trump a big asshole, homie. Like, they ripped that fool an asshole so big. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the media was against Trump. You know, not to say that Trump didn't do it to himself. He dug his own hole, homie. Like, but again, it was uh, like, because the media bought off by, it's corporations ran, homie. And at the end of the day, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, this fool would say the stupidest shit. So, you know, he, he did it to himself. He would shoot himself in the head, basically. <laughs> but um, to, I say this to say that it's crazy because I remember me and Threat back in the days, we were the ones like, man, fuck the media. And we still are, fuck the media. But, like, now you got the right wing that's like, fuck the media. Like, you know, like, I'm like, wait, so, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I don't get it. We just, like, we switched fucking places. Switched shit. Right, right. You know, now, now they're 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 the crazy ass ones talking about Pizza Gate and shit like that. Like, <laughs> Q and I, I don't I don't really go into those rabbit holes. You know, which I mean, I know the Democrats and Republicans. They're all involved in you know mafia. You know, shit like that with with um with corporations, homie. Corporations. You know, to say to say the least. You know, like, but just I don't think it's gonna get better like that. I feel like. Yeah, you might see some more. Uh, you might you might see some immigration reform, shit like that. A lot of people are gonna get citizenship, you know, which I am genuinely happy for because that's our community, that's our gente. You know, I want our people to be able to get. Um, you know, citizenship is the goal now, but you know, we look. You know, as uh, militant-minded people, we do look further than that. We we do look beyond that. You know, mm-hmm. as militant-minded people, but we understand where we're at right now. You know, yeah, we understand that shit. In order to get from here to there, you got you know. There's ways to do it and shit. But, hey, our hearts are always with the, the really militant people. The really militant people getting handling business, getting shit done, you know? So I don't think it's, it's going to change, man. But like Thread said, I do have faith. And, you know, my spirit is with the people that are doing the mutual aid like they're doing it in Tejas right now, right? Shout out to the people in Tejas going through it. Um, shout out to the mutual aid, man. It's, you know, it's fucking mutual aid groups. It's the black and brown, uh, you know, grassroots organizations that are doing that shit. It ain't the nonprofits. Nonprofits ain't going to do it unless they get a paycheck. You know, that's the difference. Nonprofits make employees. Grassroots movements make revolutionaries, you know. That's what it is. There you go. You heard it right from here, guys. 100%. Kind of going on, you know, like with this, you know, revolutionary line of politics and continuing on this thinking as i'm sure you know all of our listeners know and or anyone who's been listening i'm sure they know now your work exuberates this sense of strong chicano identity and an indigenous empowerment which routine and you guys routinely preach a philosophy of uh, decolonization in your artwork now three years ago we asked you both on the show what decolonization meant to you guys personally how have your thoughts on decolonization or unifying the detribalized de- diaspora of the Americas shifted over the past years while on this red road, growing as individuals and as a group as well? Honestly, for myself, uh, uh, building a relationship with uh, with the earth, you know, or with the land, 
wherever it is that you're that you are that you reside on you know i feel like building that relation and getting uh getting being accustomed to it and being outside um i feel for me that's i want to say this past year was one of the big big things and that i'm working on even more so now you know that i've made time for and i want to make more time you know what i mean because i feel end of the day you know you know like texas their grid was is off you know and if some crazy situation happens where there's no electricity food shortages it's like we're gonna have to go back to the land you know so i feel like start building that relationship with the land you know with the relatives with the animal relatives um you know start building that so therefore when you do if you do find yourself out there it's not it's it's not as um it's not as unknown, like you're familiar with it, you know, at least to an extent. So I said for myself, that that has been a big part, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, cause um, at first I was very like uncomfortable, dude. Like, well, I'm out here, like, damn, it's super uncomfortable. But just spending more time and just, you know, just getting acquainted and really, really listening to the earth and just singing songs to, to the river, wherever I'm at, seeing the songs to the trees, like, you know, really take that in. And I, 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 I encourage people to, uh, you know, you know, go outside, you know what I'm saying? Um, I understand, you know, that it, we are in this, with these restrictions and whatnot, but, um, you know, whenever you can find yourself, you know, go outside into the natural living world, you know what I mean? And, and, and work on that and build that relation, you know what I mean? And get, and get, get acquainted, know, the type of environment that you're around, whether you're in a mountainous forest area, you're in the desert, you know, you're, you're, you're by the coast, whatever it is, like, you know, really get acquainted, but more so, you know, so you, you know, you can build that relationship. So therefore when you are, do you find yourself out there? Because honestly, just the way that things look now, you know, with, with capitalism and just, it's everything, this overdevelopment and just destruction, I don't know, man. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you see it. You see it. You know, you just keep destroying and building and profits and profits over people and profits over or over nature or over animals. And it's just like, you know, um, I feel like uh, it has been a big thing for me. It's just uh, building a relationship with, with Mother Earth. Absolutely. My end, uh, you know, the message of decolonization, um, I remember uh, saying the, the quote that I said or the line what I told you guys last time was kill the colonizer inside your mind first. Um, and yeah, you know, that's step one for sure. Um, and there's a brother named Osage Native Scholar. And I believe I said this in the in the solo interview we had with Step Off. He describes decolonization on a micro level and on a macro level. So micro meaning, you know, me, cool, I left behind. Christianity, the, the faith that was imposed on my Urepecha and Otomi ancestors, um, and to a, coming to a more traditional view of the world and theology and perspective, right? I don't know my people's traditions. I really don't because um, I'm displaced, right? I'm detribalized. It's just part of my experience as a person who's been colonized, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that I'm indigenous and I do know that I understand, I understand that our people, we had a understanding that we are all part of our earth mother and that we have to take care of her 
take care of the earth because one day you'll become part of it is what I've seen somewhere. Someone said that. I can't recall who it was. What I'm trying to say is decolonization on a micro level, like the brother Osage native scholar said, he said, um, decolonization on a micro level is, you know, yourself, you know, you, you begin to unlearn certain things. You begin to include it in your daily practices yourself. For example, uh, I don't know, like a zero waste kind of life, you know, live, uh, wasting as less as, as least as possible, consuming as little as possible. And on the, on the macro level is more like organized, right? Organized with collectives and shit, whether it be your mutual aid group that you fuck with, your Chicano nationalist uh, crew or your, you know, your your black power crew that you roll with, you know, whoever you fuck with, whoever you function with, you guys start moving in a more macro decolonized level where decolonization is about land. You know, decolonization is like Malcolm X said that shit, you know, Malcolm X said decolonization is about land, you know, it's about, uh, you know, overthrowing colonizer, the people that colonize you, the people that oppress you. And it looks different, man. It looks different. And I, you know, I'm not going to put it into this box of um, that shit ain't binary, just like any, anything else, you know, like, you know, thresh outside our non-binary relatives in our, in our song, you know, just like gender, homie, you know, decolonization is not binary, you know, it's not just this one way or other, you know, people of Puerto Rico, um, Oscar Lopez Rivera says Puerto Rico is a, it's a colony of the United States, you know, colonization is a crime against humanity, homie, and when Jorge Ramos, the bootlicker from, of the Miami, of Miami exiles, this fool says like, oh, so you would, you would be willing to to overthrow colonialism, even if it meant with violence? Well, how else is it? How else can you overthrow your colonizer? Mm -hmm. You can't overthrow them with hugs and petitions and fucking, and, you know, canvassing and phone banking. You're going to have to do something that's going to remove them physically, right? And that's decolonization. That's tradition. That's fucking, that's on, the ma that's on the macro level, though, you know? And, you know, we're not, I mean, you know, some people are more ready than others, but... I encourage everyone, you know, like Threat says, you know, get ready. And I'm actually inspired by Threat because I remember some time back he said uh, him and his him and his partner, his him and his lady, they got their backpack ready. You know, they they've you know been getting their backpack ready for like survival. You know, mm -hmm. sort of say, like, like you know, like you know, some shit goes down, power goes out. You know, you got you're at least ready to a certain degree more than other people. Me and my lady were just talking about this yesterday, saying, "Damn, we gotta we gotta get our shit right." You know, especially the what happened in Texas. It's a wake up, you know, it's just a remind, another reminder, man, that shit can go down at any time. And like, we're going to need some fucking, you know, some shit to survive. You know what I'm saying? So definitely uh, decolonization on micro, le micro level and a macro level credit, credit to, you know, that speech. It goes to Osage Native Scholar because that's where I learned some of that shit. So salute to him. That's a, that's a good brother. He's Osage and he's seminal. Um, and he's a good brother on the gram. Y'all should check him out. Absolutely, man. You know, get that connection with the earth, you know, and learn to be self-reliant because when the power goes out and the phones go down, you know, shit gets real, real quick as we've seen before in disaster situations. For sure. You know, well, moving on, you know, to looking towards the future, like we've kind of been talking this conversation, what can you guys tell us about upcoming projects that you have lined up for the future in 2021 and beyond? I know, um, I know Threat, you have a, a solo mixtape that you've been working on for a minute. Jag, I know you also just uh, dropped Maria's Seed also, which we had you on the show prior to talk about. But for uh, individually or as Cosmic Force, you know, what does the future look like for you guys as far as new projects? For, so for me, uh, yeah, so like you said, I have a, I'm working on a mixtape. Um, it's almost done. 
and then like two more two more tracks and it's it's a rap um it's uh it's titled uh, love sharp and arrows so I, I mean i got that coming out you know what i'm saying um it's pretty much just me uh it's you know more mixtape format I, I i have a couple songs that are conceptual but for the most part it's just uh it's rap bro it's just i i, I just wanted to have fun and just spit um but i do have um i have the the good uh the good homegirl man iskali and the lakesiders shout out to the lakesiders I love what we created, and um, you know what I'm saying. Um, 
yeah, so that, that's what's coming up. So, Juju Jag. Shit. So, it's, it's crazy because uh, Thread mentions, uh, like, he wants to show how he can stand on his own. I've already, the public might has not seen, you know, besides homies in the IE that known you when you used to spit in the battle rap scene and, like, you know, your, 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 you know, your hip-hop community before you kind of dove onto the Red Road and shit, we linked up. They know what you spit because, you know, you had, the, you had your mixtape that was uh, Wake Up. Uh, what is it? Wake Up? Is that Wake the fuck, fuck Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake the Fuck Up mixtape. That shit was dope. I used to bump that shit. Yeah, so he he's shown what he how he can stand. Maybe not to our recent uh, supporters and shit, but I've never done that. That's why I was like, man, you know, I got to fucking get some solo shit out there. Um, I think I had like two solo tracks, three solo tracks before we, me and Threat teamed up. But he had a whole little catalog, you know, of, you know, his, his stuff. So, um, uh, as far as what we got coming out, I know me and Threat definitely, we had some conversations about a music video to, uh, one of the track, one more track maybe on the, from Sound of a Weapon, uh, you know, by the way, shout out to Yoalmo, Yoalmo, that's a good brother, he's the one that shot the, what is it, Another Day, and he also shot Lo Nuestro Nunca Muere, and, uh, man, that dude is, he's a master with the, with the visuals, you know, and the editing, so salute to him, um. As far as music goes, you know, man, expect some collabs with some dangerous hitters, you know, for sure, for sure. With some OGs in the game, you know, uh, we do want to invest in ourselves as, as Cosmic Force too, man. So, you know, we might reach out to some, you know, artists that have been, that are known more to the public eye and see what's good with some features and shit um, in a good way, you know. On my end, you know, Threat, got, Threat has Love Sharpened Arrows. Anybody hearing this, y'all got to check out that single to Love Sharpened Arrows fucking dope you know uh there's a music video to it too you know the homie yoalmo shot that um that sh- that shit's crazy that's one of my favorite songs that threat's done so salute to him on that i just dropped fuerza guerrera part two um produced by acosta the man you know that's a that's a joint uh you know and then i have hablan del jaguar a solo joint too check that out it's on youtube spotify all that um also produced by acosta the man i got some other stuff man coming out some solo joints couple a couple collabs with other with other uh, rhymers other mcs different areas of turtle island but yeah man the cosmic force shit that shit ain't stopping you know we're, we're we got some we got some more stuff and we already got a dope a dope first foundation for the for the project like threat says we got a, we got that first beat it's crazy man it's it's very uh it's very uh um it just brings you you know you're gonna feel like you're in the, in the jungle in honduras or something with the instrumental you know it's crazy and we we have a special feature plan for that already. You know, we haven't reached out yet, but you know, universe willing, you know, creation willing, you know, the homie will say, yeah. So yeah, no doubt. Hell yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it guys. I can't wait to hear all the dope projects, you know, as Cosmic Force and Solo that you guys all got lined up. You know, I'm sure that all the fans can't wait either. You know, we eagerly await to hear your new stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, guys, so with that said, you know, where can people find you online to get to see your work and get all the latest updates, you know, for promotions, events, shows, hopefully, when we, uh, when we could, when it's safe to do so once more? Are you guys still on Instagram or have you guys expanded your, your presence online? Mostly Instagram, right, Threat? Yeah, I am. Same. Yeah, I don't have Facebook. I don't have, uh, I don't have none, of the, none of the other social medias, to be honest. No Twitter? I, I think I have a Twitter, but I haven't been on that. <laughs> right. I, I probably need to get on that. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, Instagram, native.threat, T H R E A T. YouTube, you know, go hit up that YouTube channel, Native Threat. 
Um, and uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud as well, under Native Thread, Cosmic Force, K-O-Z-M-I-K, Force. Uh, and then just any major streaming platform, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, what is it, Google Play. Apple Music, uh all of that, all of that. Uh, we're under, uh, well, Cosmic Force, K-O-Z-M-I-K, Force, and then Native Threat. You know what I'm saying? I got my, I got two singles right now, but, uh, hope, you know, soon enough I'll be dropping that, dropping that project. So more uh, art out there for y'all. And, uh, but yeah. No doubt, no doubt. No doubt, man. I use, uh, I use Spotify myself and shit. So I, I that's what I hear a lot of music. So I could actually, I want to shout out the supporters, man. Uh, the three songs that people been fucking with the most on Spotify uh, thus far as buried with my show look, uh, oh, another day's first, another day, people, that's the top one, uh, I believe, uh, indigenous struggle and buried with my show look. So from sound of weapon, I mean, it differs, you know, YouTube says shine on fucking, uh, you know, Spotify says another day and buried with my show look. So, you know, shout out to the supporters, man. Uh, the project's on SoundCloud. Um, so, you know, we try to make ourselves accessible. Not everybody got apps, not everybody got streaming services. So go fuck with that SoundCloud. Go fuck with YouTube. We're K-O-Z, M-I-K, Force. Instagram, K-O-Z, M-I-K, Force as well. And um, uh, Jag, uh, my Jaguar, Ariola Instagram, Jaguar.A-R-R-E-O-L-A. That's my name on Instagram. Uh, again, you know, threats on there as Native Threat. My YouTube channel is uh, Jag Ariola. You know, you can find the music on there. Streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, also Jagarriola. Be on the lookout, man. Also, too, for, uh, for like, uh, I guess, for when they start playing shows again, <laughs> uh, for, book, for booking information, all right, or you want to get at us, uh, is it, uh, it's K-O-Z-M-I-K force at gmail.com. Um, if anybody, you know, in the future wants to book us for shows, and we do it all, yo, and you know, we do it all and just, just just hit us up. You hit us up there. You know what I'm saying? And uh we'll definitely get back at you. Um oh, yeah. Schools, colleges, you know, we we we've been done it, you know, marches, you know, I know like the union organizers and in, in up in Sacramento, uh they reached out, man. They the hospitality was really appreciated. One of my man, I gotta say threat, one of the best times of our lives, right? Traveling on that plane, homie, and uh, you know, rocking the rocking for the homies in Sacramento, you know, all the people up, up that way, you know. And that was a beautiful experience, for sure. For sure. No doubt, guys. Well, guys, with that said, you guys have any closing comments or anything else you'd like to let our listeners know? On my end, just want to say, uh, you know, be yourselves, everyone. You know, decolonization, uh, be yourself, nothing else. You know, stay dangerous. I want to shout out uh, the people who have, you know, been supporting us always. Thank you very much. You know, we, as... Artists, you know, storytellers, rhymers, entertainers, we are nothing without the public that supports us. You know, we need your support. We appreciate you all. Shout out to Rojos. Shout out to Acosta the Man, Listrado, you know, um, for doing Sound of a Weapon with us. Uh, DJ Soulbug, DJ One Foot always. Free the Elk Bone. You know, shout out Dreaming Now. Azomali. Uh, big shout out to Step Off Radio, man, for, you know, bringing this very professional platform. You know, y'all are y'all are the real deal when it comes to this underground space. So, you know, thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for having us. Go yeah. ahead, Um, Yeah, you know, just like Jack said, you know, be your genuine self. You know, be your genuine self and love unconditionally. You know what I mean? Love unconditionally. You know what I mean? 
build that relationship with Mother Earth and not to exploit it, but yes, because you love it, you know what I'm saying, and you, you, you want to give back and you just want to live in, uh, in good relations and have that good relation with the natural living. Um, and, uh, and also, too, you always like, thank you to everybody that listens to our music that, you know what I mean, whether you, you like it or you don't or whatever it is, just thank you to all the supporters, you know, that listen to the Cos- you know, Cosmic Force or Jag's music, my music. You know, thank you so much. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, none of this is possible without, without y'all, with your support, without the audience that we captured, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to all the supporters out there, you know, all our relatives, you know, nothing but love and respect. Um, and uh, also, too, y'all, uh, shout out to the homies, shout out to Azomali, Dreamy Now, you know what I mean? DJ Slowbuck, Slow uh, fucking, you know, Free the Elk Bone, you already know, Free Orlando Watley. Um, shit, who else? Who else? What's up, everybody? Yeah, Acosta the Man again, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Shout out to the boy Leek Strado, man. Thunder uh, One? Yeah, Thunder One, the big homie Thunder One. Shout out to uh, Rojos. Shout out to Rojos, because he's actually my neighbor. Yeah, that fool lives out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, so shout out to Rojos. Um, and also, too, I want to just, you know, I'm grateful for the music. It, it, it not only for the support, but also the relations that I've built, uh, you know, off the music, you know, because I've literally met people out here in Denver that I know strictly from the music, but now it's like, we're kicking it, you know, we're, we're whether we're working out or whatever it is, yeah. you know, it's a real relationship, you know what I'm saying? A, a real relationship. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for, for hip hop music, you know, yeah, yeah. fighting for not only, you know, Maintaining me and maintaining my spirit, but also for the relations, relationships that, that it has uh, created in my life. Um, and uh, yeah, yo, you know, you sh- shout out to everybody. You know, shout out to uh, Step Off Magazine, Step Off Radio. Uh, yep. Thank you all for the platform. Thank you guys for like hitting us up again for this. This is, you know, like I was telling Jack, man, like y'all just do your thing. You guys are fucking underrated, bro. Like y'all do good work and not only with artists, but just how you guys just are just full circle with it. Not just artists, but fucking grassroots, you know, organizations and just different type of art. It's like y'all are, uh, you know, my hat, my hat's off to you, to all the y'all, man. Um, you know, you guys do good work and I am very grateful and thankful for y'all. No doubt. We're grateful for you brothers too. Thank you so much for the love brothers. Thank you again so much for coming through and gracing us with your presence, with your insight and with your music. Everybody, Native Threat, Jaguar Ariola of Cosmic Force. You can listen to more in-depth conversation with them with our first interview. It's called Kill the Colonizer Inside Your Mind. And you can also listen to Jag also on our other podcast. It's also called Maria Seed. Everybody, Cosmic Force, Sound of a Weapon. The EP is out now, available anywhere you listen to your music. Brothers, once again, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and giving us your time today. Thank you. Shout out to Step Off. Step Off. And with that said, we out. Internets, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Step Off Radio. Shout out to Native Threat and Jag for once again coming on the show. We're going to close out the episode with a cut from Sound of a Weapon. The name of the track is called Shine On, produced by Acosta the Man. Sound of a Weapon is available everywhere, anywhere you listen to and stream your music. And with that said, we out.
Peace. America, 2020, babies born inside an ice camp, Guadalupe is trapped. Cuffs on her hands, her first Mother's Day was spent inside a cage. Centros of torture, detention centers, adelantos where they send us. That's where these John Smiths just hope to end us. And the Navajo Nation decimated, neglected by the Trump administration. That's the white virus terrorizing the planet. And fuck Joe Biden and all of his cronies. Free all of the homies, Chicanos and Morenos, Cambodians too. Gun them down once they stand behind that podium booth. Life for the two spirits been traumatic after making the contact with the English and Spanish. Crippled or standing, you're a part of this action. Able or disabled, handicapped, you're a part of this ejército fam. The helicopter still circling above our municipio, but so are my relatives. A condor in the south, in the north it's the eagle. We're still under attack by these blue-eyed people. For the forgotten from the hand of the state Murdered and raped, life disregarded Light a candle in your grace All your industries, what they man camps Need to get banned, on the sea to soak up McLands And many territories, fighting for natural Living earth, mother since birth It's a struggle, we tussle, refusal to quit In the spirit of missing, murdered indigenous women We walk with the fire in our hearts Monster of men, selling women, children As commodities of sex trafficking All over the world, directly affecting Black and brown communities, even our own Family members praying on the vulnerable Fuck a dialogue, how about we hang them up Disposable, colonial, patriarchal World is cold, trans relatives Brutalize no one, bats an eye So I light a candle, flame burns strong Shine on Concentration camps Indigenous Black and brown power Flame burns strong Shine on Shine on This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.